Hey guys, I'm Catherine, and welcome back to Handling It, the show where I talk with amazing working professionals and some rock stars out there following their passions. I thought my life was all figured out, and then I realized I had no idea what my next steps were. Needless to say, I'm handling it. All right, I'm here today with some of my really great friends. Um, if you want to go around and introduce yourselves, but we have uh, my dear friend Aaron May, Sophia Woody, and Jake Wendelowski. Hi, <laughs> that's Aaron. <laughs> Hi, this is Sophia. Excited to be here. And this is Jake. Amazing. Just like quickly, I'll go into uh, how I know everybody. Aaron and I went to high school together. And then Sophia, Jake and I, we just graduated from Fordham together. So each of them, I, I feel like, are very knowledgeable in film. They all are either studying film, working in the industry. And I mean, Sophia, you just got back from Sundance. Really exciting. Jake, you're incredible with your knowledge of PR and theater and um yeah and Erin is studying film and has her own work that she's been very hard at work on um we'll talk about that later but yeah I'm just really excited to kick this off I feel like this year in general I guess living in the city now and I have my A-list stubs pass that I've been going to the movies way more frequently than I ever did in college. And I'm just very excited to talk about all the films nominated. So the 92nd Academy Awards, crazy, is happening this Sunday. And um, I just wanted to release this episode so we can all weigh in on who we think should take home some awards. So, okay, The rules are we're each going to have five minutes per category to discuss our thoughts on the nominations. We'll go around and each respond, and again, five minutes each. So we'll weigh in on the following, who we think is going to win, who we want to win, and then we can each, if we, you know, have options, we can talk about who we think deserve to be on the list. And because there's so many categories and... We don't want to take up everybody's time. We, we're only going to talk about the heavy hitter uh, categories. So performance by an actor in supporting, all the supporting roles, main and uh, best picture, best director. And then we can give some shout outs for all the other categories, like anybody who we think is hard at work and did some amazing stuff this year. So let's see who's going to go first. I'll set my timer. So... Performance by an actor in a supporting role. The nominees are Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, Al Pacino, The Irishman, Joe Pesci, The Irishman, and Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Anybody want to kick it off first? I'll go. Yay. Okay, Aaron's going to go. You have five minutes. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Clock is starting. Um, So I've seen all of the films except for The Two Popes. Mainly, I didn't watch The Two Popes because, you know, I grew up in the Catholic Church. I feel like I need to not have it in my adult life at the moment. Um, I think I picked Al Pacino as my favorite uh, in The Irishman. I am a huge Al Pacino fan. I love The Godfather. I It's strange. I love mob movies. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like that's a controversial thing to say as a woman. <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. I love it. Um, one thing that I do have to say, though, about Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, that movie was not it for me. I love 
Mario Heller, The Diary of a Teenage Girl, is one of my favorite movies. Um, and I think she's fantastic, and I can't wait to see more movies of hers. But that film never really found its footing for me. And I felt like Tom Hanks was Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers and not Mr. Rogers. And I understand that the film really wasn't about Mr. Rogers, but that it just, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't see him as Mr. Rogers. And I feel like he was nominated because he's Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. Um, Love Tom Hanks, but not as Mr. Rogers. (laughs) He just made it creepy. And I know that some people think that Mr. Rogers is creepy. I don't. I grew up watching him and he's the sweetest human being Mm -hmm. that we've ever gotten the pleasure to see on screen. Um, But yeah, it was not it for me. I thought that Al Pacino and Joe Pesci were so good in The Irishman. I loved The Irishman, um, partially because, you know, part of it took place where Catherine and I are both from. Mm -hmm. So that's partially why I found it really interesting. I think we can get into that when we talk about Best Picture, though. Um, But Brad Pitt, he's just Brad Pitt. Like... I don't have, I don't, I don't care. Uh, no offense to him. I think he's going to win. That's who I think. I mean, we all know he's going to win. He's won it in every other award show in that category. Like, we know he's going to win. But he was just Brad Pitt. Like, his role was, like, not important to me at all. I mean, that movie was fun, but, the, like, the last 20 minutes is where it really was at. How, how am I doing on time, Gavin? Um, you are uh, doing beautifully on wow. time, I think. Um, I think. Um... No, but, so, Al Pacino, it was, like, the funniest thing. I saw The Irishman again the other night, and he was just fantastic. He was so, so funny. I think that role is, like, especially supposed to be, you know, he's he's supposed to cause all these issues, but because of his big personality, and I think you need a big personality to fill that, and mm-hmm. I think Al Pacino, especially in his older age, is such, the like, the weirdest man I think I've ever experienced. <laughs> but he's so good. And, I mean, I just have to say that back in the day, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Panic, Panic in Needle Park, Al Pacino, which Needle Park is literally right next to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And I think about it every time I pass a little park. But <laughs> that movie's not good either. But if you want to see a hot Al Pacino, that's the movie I would suggest. <laughs> yeah, you should. I think it's on Amazon. Amazing. So one minute warning. Is there anybody who you felt should have been on that list that was not? Um... I, I know that's hard. But. I think Shia LaBeouf. Honey Boy was my favorite uh-huh. film of this year. Um, obviously not at all on this list. Yeah. Um, and he was fantastic. And mm-hmm. seriously, his character was so great. And him playing his own father, that's mm-hmm. just a feat that I don't, I don't know if many actors can sure. do as well as he did. It was, it was great. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Amazing. All right. So anybody want to go next? Sophia, we'll go around. Okay, so I'll start by saying take what I have to say about this category with a grain of salt because the only (laughs) film that I've seen in this category was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, That being said, I mean, maybe I'm biased because of that. Also, that being said, I do think all the acting categories are pretty locked up at this point. Mm -hmm. If you just look at the history of, like, the other um, awards leading up to the Oscars, I think we can all pretty much predict who's going to win at this point. Definitely. That's probably going to be Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, and this being said, I do think Brad Pitt should win, and I do want him to win, but also a lot of times with the Oscars, I feel like people are awarded for more of like a, a lifetime like 
<laughs> like they want to give someone an award, not just for mm-hmm. necessarily the film that they are in, but also just to recognize like their work over their lifetime. Like so and so should get an Oscar at some point in their lives. Sure. But so I I also really enjoyed Brad Pitt in Ad Astra this year, and I think Ad Astra was like very kind of left in the dust, like wasn't talked mm-hmm. about as much as I think it should have been. And so when I saw Ad Astra, I was just like, yes, Brad Pitt, like <laughs> love him. Um, and so you know, I think I think deserved in this category and. Again, it's the only movie that I saw, so I think you should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just yeah. my opinion. Um, so yeah, and I will say I don't even have any other thoughts about people that should have been included. Maybe um, I don't know how if either Matt Damon or um, Christian Bale were in the conversation. I don't know if they were going for either if they were splitting them between supporting mm-hmm. and lead. I don't really know how they were campaigning for that. But those were both other like good performances that maybe could have snuck in, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to be honest, I don't have much to say on this one, no, so I'll, no I'll worries, leave it at yeah. that and leave it by saying I love Brad Pitt. <laughs> Great. Well, and I, I guess I'll just jump yeah. on that by saying, um, you did, you were like one of the only people I heard talk about Ad Astra and I haven't seen it yet, which is terrible of me, but, um, yeah, I feel like that did not get much recognition yeah. at all. And I think that was such a great leading performance mm-hmm. from Brad Pitt, and it was a really, I thought, a really solid movie. Great. Has he ever won an Oscar? I don't know. Anyone know? I don't know either. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so but either. So this could be sure. also one of those things where it's like, it's his time, you know, to take, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like right. the Leo yeah. Oscar, <laughs> where it's more of like an acknowledgement of his work in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but also so often these things are like, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. it's Brad Pitt. It's, it's about his time. time to like maybe win something. Yeah. Right. Um, I guess I'll go into that more when I talk, but to add on to that, I think that's also might be why he's getting so much hype and recognition for this role is because I, I don't think he's had a win before, or a nomination even, um, in a category as big as that. And yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into that, but yeah. All right, is that, is that all? That's all I'll say Amazing. on this one. <laughs> all right, Jake, you want to go next? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, right. I also like, don't have all that much to say on this category. Uh, the only one I, only movie in here that I did not see was A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And mm-hmm. from what I hear from most people is that like it was fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing like absolutely spectacular. Um, I do want to see it at some point, though. But... Um, the person I think that will win and the person I want to win, also Brad Pitt. Um, I have some fairly strong feelings about the Irishman in general. Um, not not great ones. <laughs> um, but again, I agree with Aaron. We can get more into the overall feel of that in the best picture category. But I do think Anthony Hopkins was fantastic in The Two Popes. Mm-hmm. Again, not my like favorite movie overall, but I think he... He was really, really great. Um, but Brad Pitt, I think he was really funny and very charming. And it felt like a Brad Pitt role, definitely. Like, it didn't really seem to be anything super out of, like, his, you know, previous comfort zone. But that being said, I, I, I think he did such a great job with it and stood out in the, in the movie a lot, um, even though his mm-hmm. role really wasn't huge um but I thought it was great um and (laughs) as for others who deserve to be on the list I 
I didn't write any down. I couldn't think of any. <laughs> um, yeah, not not no thoughts on this category. Got you. All right. Well, I mean, I would add on to what you said about two popes, but I think I'm also going to go into talking about that in my, um, you know, commentary. So, all right. I think for me personally, I, as much as I would like to go away from what the majority is thinking, I did enjoy Once Upon a Time as I am looking at my Once Upon a Time in Hollywood poster on my wall. I love, if you know me, I love historical fiction. I love historical nonfiction. Like I love period piece films and that was just, oh, I loved everything about it. Um, was it my favorite film of the year? No. Um, but I, I, I did love it. And I loved Brad Pitt in it. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Brad Pitt, but over the past couple of years, he's been, you know, doing some films, some of them I like, some of them I don't. But I think this was just, as you were saying, such a different role for him. And um, I think as crazy as it is, it is, he's like a 50-year-old man, but I think where he showed the most maturity as an actor. Uh, so that's who I think is is going to win and should also win. Um, who I think was also great. I, I would have to agree with you about Anthony Hopkins and the two popes. I really enjoyed the two popes. It was a movie that like I knew was coming out and I knew it had, you know, been given nominations and received awards already. I wasn't that enticed to start like, Oh my gosh, two popes is out. I need to start watching this, but I watched it and I think I texted um, you two and Kirsten after and said, wow, I, I really enjoyed that. And as someone, you know, like what you were saying about the Catholic Church, I think at the time this all happened, because if you don't know about the two popes, it's sort of um, the story about Benedict getting elected into the uh, papacy, right? That's the word. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I think, right? Um, And then uh, him being so tied to the conservatism of Catholicism. And what a big words today. And uh, then giving that to uh, Francis. And I just, I thought it was very interesting, um, given that at the time, like, I was too young to understand this. And I, I'm glad I watched the film because it taught me a lot more about, I guess, the progressive versus the conservative side of Catholicism. But anyways, so that was a great performance as well. But I will say Joe Pesci and the Irishman. I love Joe Pesci, but I think because I associate him in Home Alone and My Cousin Vinny and these very comedic roles, seeing him in something that serious. But he also kept that, like, Joe Pesci yeah. charm. No, he was so... He was scary in this yeah. role. And, and that's something that, you know, it's it's very different than a lot of the other roles that he's mm-hmm. in. Because even in Goodfellas, he's, like, the laughable one. I mean, I guess he's scary in that, too. You just kill so many sure. <laughs> But, um... No, he's he was very tame. He was very much in charge Definitely. of what was happening. And... and it, it really worked in that film. Yeah. So I, I would say that was probably like if I could pick a runner up, it might be Joe Pesci. But Anthony Hopkins was also great. Um, but then I, I guess just quickly I'll say someone who I thought deserved to be on the list. Not that it was a groundbreaking performance, but I had actually seen Waves with you. And I thought Sterling K. Brown was very oh, good right. in that. He was. Mm-hmm. He was. He was good. Um, I think... Because for me, that movie was sort of flawed in some ways, um, but his performance 
was one of the most memorable things I thought about it. Yeah. It was just very, uh, like, yeah, it was like a very emotional, raw film in general. But um, him just being this overbearing father and pushing his kids to the brink, he just did such a good job at that. But uh, And showed the complexity of his character very well. And that's who I think someone who deserved to be on the list that was not... Well, great. I guess we'll move on to our next category, which is performance by an actress in a supporting role. And the nominees are Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, Laura Dern, Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh, Little Women, Margot Robbie, Bombshell. Anyone want to... Jake, do you want to start this off? Yes, I have (laughs) many thoughts on this category. Um, So I think... It seems to be agreed upon that Kathy Bates was, like, the surprise uh, nominee in this category. I didn't see Richard Jewell, so I can't really speak to that. But, like, how can you not love Kathy Bates? Mm -hmm. Um, Amen. She's just great in everything. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) But uh, as far as the rest of the category, I think everyone here is so wonderful and so great. Uh, my biggest issue I have with the nominees in this category is Scarlett Johansson Me and Jojo Rabbit. Too. I love that movie. I think it is so great, but I thought she was so boring. Jacob, and we're going to have a talk. No, she movie. was a caricature of a German person. She was like, oh my God, Strudel. Yeah. Like, it was so awful. Not only that, like, I don't mean to jump in on your time, but she's a Woody Allen supporter, and that immediately puts her out for me. Immediately. We'll get to that. Yeah, that's what I. That's nothing against the film. It's just I don't think her performance was Oscar nominated worthy. Agreed. Um, not that she was bad. She just wasn't anything really special. <laughs> <laughs> um, and shout out to Margot Robbie. I think she did such a great job in Bombshell. Uh, I really, really liked that movie a lot. I think that it. I kind of liked that it took creative and dramatic liberties. Because I I know there seem to be some issues with the fact that, like, people were like, well, it's not all true. And I know, like, Margot Robbie's character wasn't even a real person. and But I thought she did a great job with it. Um, here, I my prediction is for Laura Dern to win for Marriage Story. I loved, loved, loved Marriage Story. Um, but if I could choose... I would give it to Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. I think that sh- her performance in Little Women was so amazing. And, like, what a feat to take a character that is known to be so disliked and so mm-hmm. to be, like, the worst sister and everyone loves her. Like, that's that's a feat to, mm-hmm. to her skills as an actress. Um, I also think she was so great in Midsummer, so I just, like, love her in general. <laughs> um, and then... There are two additional people that I think should have been nominated. I think one of them could have replaced Kathy Bates, and the other one should have replaced Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> and they are Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers and Lupita Nyong'o for Us. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think Hustlers was just a really great film, and I think Jennifer Lopez really carried it um, very well. And Lupita, again, you can't not love her. Um, Mm -hmm. But I thought her performance, like, playing two roles and playing two, like, wildly different roles in the same movie, like, she literally looked like a different person when she was her doppelganger. Um, 
but just shout out to them because I wish that they had been given a bit more recognition than they were this year. But as I said, I think Laura Dern will win for Marriage Story, but I wish Florence would win. Great. I like that. Um, I can roll off of that. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, so I definitely agree with Jake on a lot of the things that he said. I will say, though, I think um, Lupita falls under leading actress. So um, yes. she's someone who I think for the next category, I think that we're going to speak about 100%. I agree on that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I actually did see all I did see all of these films. So I have a little bit of a better idea about this category, and I do think that Laura Dern is going to take it. Um, She won the SAG and the Golden Globe and probably other things that I'm forgetting here. But, And I feel like this is also one of the performances where it's like, yes, she was outstanding in Marriage Story, but it's also kind of like she's had such a stellar past, like I would say maybe four or five years, and I also don't think she's ever won an Oscar Maybe I'm wrong, but so mm-hmm. I feel like this is also kind of like a tip of the hat to Laura Dern for not only Marriage Story, but everything else that she's really Little achieved. Women. Yeah, over the past right. few years um, in film and television. Um, so yeah, I loved her in that. I did see Richard Jewell. I actually really liked Richard Jewell, mm-hmm. um, even though it bombed at the box office. I thought it was a great, a really good movie. Not without its own controversy as well, but you know, mm-hmm. every film has its controversy these days. Right. <laughs> Um, and then, yes, I also loved Jojo Rabbit, but I will agree that Scarlett probably didn't need, first of all, a double nomination, nomination in supporting and in leading. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just give it to her for leading. Like, she didn't need to be in there for Jojo Rabbit as well, I don't think. Because <laughs> um, she really wasn't any, like, the standouts in that movie. Like, the movie didn't pop because of her. It, it like, really made an impact because of, I think, the other people in the film. Um, and then... Yeah, Florence Pugh, love her, love Little Women. I 100% agree with Jake. I think that was a really great performance. And really, I think her and Sersha are the two that really stood out from Little Women this year. So I think that's a much-deserved nomination. And lastly, I will say, I actually didn't love Bombshell as much as some people did. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, it didn't do much for me. And I'm actually kind of surprised that it was nominated like as much as it was, just because I don't know. I kind of similar to how we were saying Scarlett Johansson is playing like caricature in mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit. I feel like not Margot Robbie, but um, the other characters in Bombshell. I think you know it's it's basically like a big satire, like similar in, in the vein of um, Vice from last year, and it just didn't really do as much for me as I wanted it to. I didn't think the performances were actually, like, that amazing. Mm-hmm. Although Marco Robbie has, like, a couple of really standout, memorable scenes in that movie, so I see where this nomination's coming from, for sure. Um, but yeah, and, and as far as my own opinion goes, I do think Laura Dern definitely deserves it out of everyone in this category, because she's just so fabulous, and, I mean, how can you not love her? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's... That's all I'm going to say on this one. I I didn't have too many other thoughts about people that could have snuck into the category. Obviously, I think J-Lo was a little bit of a surprise just because of her being nominated in mm-hmm. um, a lot of the other award shows this season. Um, but also, great performance, but like maybe not an Oscar performance. So I don't know. I feel like, sure. I feel like maybe the nominees are 
are fine as they stand, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. No, that makes perfect sense. But cool. Okay, Erin. So, I already said what I needed to say about Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) (laughs) I heard. Literally, I cannot take her. (laughs) Um, um, Okay, so I do think Laura Dern is going to win, and I really enjoyed Marriage Story. I'm a big Noah Baumbach uh, fan, as well as a big Greta Kerwig fan. Um, And I, I did like her performance in that film, and I think the monologue that she gives is really fantastic. Um, but I do have to say, I think her character is really similar to Renata in Big Little Lies. Absolutely. Which I Agreed. She was better in than this. Um, uh, so I know that, you know, that's a TV show, so it's not going to be nominated in, in this um, award show. But I can't stop thinking about how in the second season of Big Little Lies when yeah. she just has those outbursty moments. And so... Yes, I love Laura Dern, but I'm not so sure that this role was the one that, you know, deserves all the attention. Um, my pick for this category is definitely Florence Pugh. I I think one of you was saying earlier, I think Jake, it was you, like to pick the, or to be this character that is the most unlikable. Um, and it's funny because, of course, in the beginning and in, in the young uh, stage of that film, she is really unlikable and she burns mm-hmm. a book and... Um, everything, but she grows into like a beautiful, strong woman. And I think out of all the characters in that film, she had the biggest arc. And and that was definitely great to see, especially since she's so early in her career. She's only mm-hmm. 23, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, and she was great in Midsommar. And um, so it's been really cool to see her get all this attention. I'm really glad that she was nominated in this category. I can't stop thinking about how she's like, I swear I have the tiniest feet. Or whatever. <laughs> That's my favorite line. I have the best feet in the family. <laughs> like, I swear. Like, it's so funny. No, she's great. I wasn't sure how I felt about her at first. But then, you know, after I saw her in Little Women, I was like, no, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see Richard Jewell. Um, but you know, Kathy Bates is fantastic. So I do have to say, but, um, Amen. yeah, JLo and Hustler, she was fantastic. That's probably the best thing I've ever seen her in. And I really do like JLo. I think she's just fantastic in all ways. Incredible. But yeah, I could have done without Scarlett Johansson in this category. Um, you're just winding me up. <laughs> Listen, Kevin, I'm sorry. I, I thought that film was beautiful. I saw that on opening night, and then I ran into Taika Waititi at the Bowery yeah. Hotel the next Let's day. Let's talk about that. Like you have, you have two and a half minutes. Um, Feel free. <laughs> so I was. Uh, some friends of mine were in town, and and they're from LA, and they they really like to go to the Bowery Hotel for drinks and stuff. So I had seen. Jojo Rabbit the night before just with some other friends and then the next night I was hanging out with them and they were like let's go to the Bowery it'll be great we walk in and outside is Sarah Silverman Taika Waititi Justin Long and Olivia Wilde and I'm like oh my god and he was talking to Sarah Silverman outside I was like I can't go up to him because Sarah Silverman's there and she's gonna make fun of me for interrupting their conversation (laughs) (laughs) so I didn't say anything then we go inside and Sam Rockwell's in there what was going on? I cannot. It was the day after Jojo Rabbit <laughs> premiered, so I think it must have been there. a party. I think yeah. they were staying there. Um, yeah, so uh, Sam Rockwell is there, and one of my friends um, has a family connection to Sam Rockwell, so he was going up. Can we, to, we'll talk after this. <laughs> yeah. He, he went up to him, and he was like, hey, Sam. And then he was like, hey, have you met 
met like Olivia and Justin. And anyway, we went back out. Um, they wanted to, my friends wanted to smoke a cigarette. I do not smoke. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> I love you but for I, that. I joined. I joined them outside to keep them company. And all of a sudden, Taika comes out alone to smoke a cigarette, and he's like. You have to go up to him. And my friend had also met Taika uh, previously as well. So he was like, you have to go up to him. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> and so he goes up to him and he's like, hey, we've met before. Like, I'm not sure if you remember me, but my friend Erin just saw your film and she really loved it. And then I was, of course, I went over. Let me tell you, he was one of the nicest people I've ever talked to. <sighs> he's hilarious. He's so funny. He like gave great advice. He was talking about his next film. I was like, were you, were you nervous about this film? And he was like, oh my God, I was like terrified. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody wanted to make it and then when Fox Searchlight picked it up he's like they wanted me to play Hitler and I was like uh, okay <laughs> it was like a stipulation they were like we're not gonna make it unless like you play Hitler so yeah but um, I was like what are you working on next he's like uh, well I'm going to Hawaii to shoot a movie about soccer and I don't know anything about soccer <laughs> But yeah, he he talked about David Bowie, which I thought was funny because the big heroes moment at the end of the film, yeah. they like quoted him. It was really cute, but he was Ugh. so so nice, so friendly, genuinely wanting to have a conversation about the film, and and I was just so lucky that I had seen it the night before, so that I had something to talk to him about. But yeah, yeah, he was great. But uh, Ooh. Scarjo, zero out of ten for me. Scarjo's gotta go. All right, well, I I guess I'll just kick off by talking. Um, I think. For me personally, this was the hardest category to choose from. Um, I'll just start off. So Richard Jewell, I was very excited to see it, given that Clint Eastwood, he's been like slowly like working on some cool projects, I think. Just over the past couple of years, like he's really taken on some films that have been huge successes. And I think this was one that I'm surprised didn't get as much recognition as I thought it should have. But Kathy Bates was, I mean, we've said it. She's incredible. (laughs) Incredible. Um, If you know me, you know my love for her in the Annie remake. (laughs) Um, I literally like Easy Street. If there's one thing, like look that up, YouTube, Easy Street. It's her and, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the guy's name. It's been like, I've seen it. I saw it in theaters. (laughs) I love it so much. Uh, My favorite Annie, specifically because of Kathy Bates. Like I like to think, as a young child, I knew of her greatness, (laughs) and like a little before my years. So love her, but we'll get to that after. Laura Dern in Marriage Story. I completely agree with what you were saying about her playing a role so close to what she played in Big Little Lies. I preferred Renata in Big Little Lies. I think as opposed to, I don't know the name she played. The Lawyer and Marriage the Story. The Lawyer and Marriage Story. Um, name I, I can't remember. But um, I I think she's had such an incredible career. You know, we were talking about, I personally have thought that, you know, Laura in the past was definitely not your Julia Roberts, like in the 80s and 90s. Um, you were saying she worked on indie projects. I also think some, like, films that were more blockbuster that made her not like the A-list actress that she is, but she definitely had name recognition. I highly suggest people watching Off Camera with Sam Jones. on It's on Netflix, but you can also find it elsewhere. And um, she does an interview on there, and I think maybe season two or three, where uh, she talks about her history with acting. And she comes from a family of Hollywood greats as well. But, um, I, yeah, I will say that she's had herself a great couple of years with, you know, the work that she's done with 
whether it be Big Little Lies, and I mean this year alone, just Little Women and uh, Marriage Story. But I know she's probably going to be the the winner, but I don't know if it was like that, like crazy, like emotionally changing of a performance mm-hmm. for me to be like, oh my gosh, like that was it. But I, I think that's based off of how the rest has gone. I think that's how, how you know, how it's going to be. Anyways, um, getting back to it, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit. I will say, all right, just to quickly say, I, I completely, I will say this. I do not agree with a lot of the things that Scarlett Johansson has said. I do not agree with a lot of her beliefs in general. Um, you know, you had mentioned the whole Woody Allen thing. And without getting into that, uh, I do think that she is a great actress, though. And that's very... It's a weird thing because I don't like a lot of her history. However, I like a lot of the roles that she's played in a lot of different films. And Jojo Rabbit, I know you were saying kind of caricature-ish, but I I love Jojo Rabbit, and I'll get to that later. But for me, I never associate Scarlet as like a maternal figure and... It, for me, it was just different to see her in that light, which I really appreciated. And also, I think, you know, you're saying caricature, but I feel like that's sort of Jojo Rabbit. It's supposed to be like the hokiness. Yeah. And I, I liked her as that. So for me, she's a very strong contender next to Florence Pugh, which I will, you know, touch on. We said like Little Women, amazing. Florence Pugh was amazing. Uh, I think for changing, I, you know, grew up reading the book and loved it, but I was never a fan of Amy. So I think props to her and to Greta for sort of changing the way we can all see Amy and having her be such a completely likable character. Um, And she, I just think she's so elegant and great. So that, I think it's between for me, Scarlett and Florence for the who I would like to win. I think it's going to be Laura. Margot was also great in Bombshell. However, I couldn't tell if I, why the film evoked so many emotions for me, if it was because the subject matter was awkward or if the performances were that great. I don't know if that makes sense, but I remember watching this and I'm like, oh my gosh, like Margot, like what this is like when she's in the office with um, John Lithgow and he's playing Roger Ailes, I couldn't tell if like, I thought that was such a powerful scene. I'll stop, I promise. I couldn't tell if that was such a powerful scene because, like, does that make sense? Because it was the subject matter that was uncomfy and made it so dramatic, or if it was the acting itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also a quick shout-out to John Lithgow because I think he's incredible. He can play the most adorable human (laughs) or the creepiest man. He's so good. No, I think, though, to touch on that, I think something that movies do a lot nowadays that they're – touching on more emotions that you know we can all relate to it's like they create uncomfortable situations for us the audience to feel Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and a lot of times it can mess with your overall enjoyment say oh i'm not sure if i liked it because this 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 and this Mm -hmm. it was like no like that was designed to make you feel uncomfortable and i feel like a lot of uh regular moviegoers don't see things that way and then often a lot of times cast movies it's like oh that Mm -hmm. wasn't good or whatever just because it made them uncomfortable Right. And it maybe didn't satisfy them. And I always like try to question, like, is it a movie's job to satisfy you? I don't I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I think I, I do. I think Margot's incredible. But to be honest, when I saw that she was nominated for this, I was sort of surprised. 
And then I thought, and I said, wow, like, I mean, one thing that sticks out, have we, we've all seen it, yeah. is her on the phone just sobbing. And, like, it, that broke my heart. Like, in the theater, I was just like, oh, like, it really hits home in different ways, I think, for different people. But as a whole, I just don't know if that role, like, did it for me that I was, like, Academy Award nomination. Well, a lot of what I talk to people about and just from reading and hearing other things is that people are like, she's, she was nominated for that one scene of her crying outside mm-hmm. the restaurant. But so was Kathy Bates. <laughs> Kathy Bates was nominated for, for the one scene of her doing the speech and crying. I didn't see it, so I can't speak <laughs> to that okay. one. Like one standout scene. <laughs> right. I... Yeah, I, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, so did Laura Dern, yeah. quite frankly. But yeah, I, I think I was going to say that as well, but I, I felt like I didn't have enough time. Laura Dern, I feel like it's that same scene where she's just in, like, talking to Scarlett Johansson, like, talking about, you know, God and, like, fathers being absent. And, like, to me, that was that was it. So, so where's Florence's that's, win? Which is, why, <laughs> which is why I also think my two contenders for this are Scarlett and Florence. Because in ter- I, know, I know you guys don't agree with me on Scarlett, but at least you can see, like, I felt like their perform- both of their performances, like, continued throughout the whole film. Like, I was very interested in their characters throughout the whole film. Whereas Kathy Bates, I was interested solely for Kathy Bates. Until she died. Until she died. <laughs> <laughs> Until she died. Oh, Kelsey, I love that movie. Anyways, um, and then I just want to do, like, one small little shout-out because while I don't know if it's an Academy Award nomination, um, Caitlin Deaver, who was in Booksmart and in an incredibly like wide variety of other shows and, and films. Um, I think she's incredible and I'm so happy she got that golden globe nomination. Um, I love her. I know there's like a lot of beanie fans out there too, but I love, I love Caitlin. It's funny because my dad, I first started, you know, seeing her performances because she, uh, was in a, a show on Fox that Tim Allen was in, if you remember, like, the controversy. My par- my family loves that show. Yes, Last Man I Standing. Not, my family <laughs> Honestly, like, I... Well, I, I mean, the show has had some issues, and, like, we don't have to get into that, but, like, it is sort of funny, and it's interesting because it does sway towards feelings of, like, conservative America. Right. Um, but she was in that show, and that's why I first started, you know seeing her her performances and then she was in if you've ever seen a short term 12 uh oh no. go watch it it's but, funny over the summer uh she came into the office where i worked <laughs> and i had to show her to the bathroom so fuck uh, on that Catherine. i will <laughs> oh that hurts um no i do i love her but actually go watch short term 12 my friend bella told me about it because i'm a brie larson fan and um she's in that as well and it's cool. I think, like, she's in her preteens while shooting it. But um, really great film. So anyways, Caitlin Deaver. But I guess we'll move on. Anybody have any last-minute comments, concerns? All right. Performance by an actress in a leading role nominees. We have Cynthia Erivo, Harriet. Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. Saoirse Ronan, Little Women. Charlize Theron, Bombshell. Renee Zellweger, Judy. Who wants to start? I can out? start this one okay. off because I think there are a couple of nominees that should not be on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, 
First of all, I just have to go back to Bombshell. I'm sorry. I cannot take Charlize Theron seriously and Bombshell. Like, the mm-hmm. voice just really distracted me throughout the whole film. Like, I understand, like, she she really embodied Megan Kelly so much, but, like, a little bit to where I just felt the whole time, like, wow, she's really putting on this voice. Like, they really packed on the makeup to make her really look like mm-hmm. Megan Kelly to where it was distracting for me. Um, I, th- I actually, like, love Charlize. Like, I th- she's probably one of my favorite actresses. I think she's so amazing, and I love her, but I just didn't think that Bombshell really, really didn't do it for me. So sorry, Charlize, I love you, but I, I just don't. I just don't love this um, this role. I don't know something about it. It just didn't. It was just too much, like putting on a character. And I understand the film was a little bit maybe intended to be that way, where yeah, they had some of the more ridiculous, like Fox News characters, and you know, it was kind of in that vein of um, mm-hmm. satire in a way, even though it's a very serious topic, but. Just have to say that. And yeah. then also, I did not see Harriet, but that was specifically because <laughs> both you, Kat, and Jake came back from Harriet telling me that it was not good. Yeah. I had every intention of seeing it. Um, but once I heard everyone's reviews, like, it just doesn't sound like it was a good movie. And mm-hmm. even though, again, I love Cynthia, even you guys were saying that Cynthia wasn't even that great in it. And we're all such, like, huge fans of Cynthia. So, like... Mm-hmm we would be the first ones to be, like, praising her. And I feel weird even saying this because, you know, she was nominated and for for a good reason, obviously. Yeah. Like, people in the Academy saw something in that right. performance. But um, just from what I was hearing of the film, it sounds like maybe there's there are other actresses that maybe could have had that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scarlett Johansson, I think she definitely deserves this nomination more over the Supporting Actress nomination. Marriage Story was fabulous and obviously really um, only really, I mean, obviously there are other characters in Marriage Story, but Adam Driver and um, Scarlett Johansson and Laura Dern really, you know, take that film home. It's not so much of an ensemble piece. It's more of just the the three of them or even even the two of them, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. So I think well-deserved there. Um, You know, I thought it was a really raw and realistic portrayal of life and we'll get I can get more into this in the best picture but I love how marriage story was more of just like kind of a slice of life film rather than it didn't have some huge arc it didn't Mm -hmm. have like a really big climax or anything it was kind of just showing people's lives and I think the two lead actors really um managed to portray that really well um and then Saoirse Ronan I mean what's not to love am I right (laughs) of course she's amazing I think she's so outstanding and like she's already done so much at such a young age and mm-hmm. she's been nominated what several times at this point already. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what else to say. She's the next like Meryl Streep. She's fabulous. She's amazing. Um, and then Renee, who is obviously probably going to take it home. Uh, I did not see Judy. So, you know, I feel like I can't really weigh <laughs> in on Renee's performance, but just from what I've been hearing, it sounds like she's, fantastic and what I've been hearing is that the film itself maybe isn't anything incredible Mm -hmm. but that her performance is really really award worthy and award winning um although I will say you know you never know what can happen I feel like we were all shocked when Olivia Coleman took home the Oscar over Glenn Close Glenn Close had that whole narrative the whole 
award season that she was going to win, she was going to win, and then, you know, a surprise at the last minute. So maybe the best surprise so ever. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I know. So maybe we'll see something like that here. Yeah. I don't know. I but so. I can't imagine not having that speech out there in the world, like her acceptance speech. <laughs> like if that Lady wasn't Gaga. a thing. Yeah, like I watch oh, that, God. like whenever I'm really sad on life. <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes me smile. So I can't imagine her not winning that award and not having that speech out there. Oh, I love her. Yeah. So, so I think Renee will take it. Um, and I have to say, I also don't have a really strong opinion about who I would like to win, especially well, because I didn't see Judy. I feel like I can't really speak on this. Um, you did say um, Lupita, though, right? Oh, yes. As far as someone who I think should have been included, I think Lupedia, Lupedia, <laughs> Lupedia, Lupedia. <laughs> she was definitely in the conversation kind of the whole award season. And I, I don't remember if what other award shows she was maybe included in. I don't remember if she was included in the Golden Globes or, or anything mm-hmm. else in the award season. But I know she was like in that conversation pretty consistently. So it did kind of bum me out that... Um, she wasn't able to make it in for the mm-hmm. Oscars, especially because I think it's hard when movies premiere at the time that Us came out. Us came out almost a year ago. I think it came out in March. So when you're coming out that early in the year, I think you can lose a lot of steam by the time award season comes out. Whereas maybe if Us had come out closer, you know, more in the fall when more of the awards contenders tend to um, come out, mm-hmm. maybe she could have been in the conversation even a little bit more. But, I mean, that was... I love us. That was probably one of my top like three movies of the year. And she played again, two completely different characters. Mm -hmm. And I just think she's stellar. And I really wish that she would have gotten some more recognition for, for her performance in that. So that's what I'll say. (laughs) Great. Um, I guess like I'll chime in. I also forgot to set a timer that round. So I'm going to set it this, this time. Um, but I guess I'll chime in. So Cynthia Erivo, and hopefully maybe after we all talk, Jake and I, we can talk a little bit about that because I have a lot of things to say regarding it. But I hate saying that someone doesn't deserve to be nominated because I know everybody works hard. However, because I think Cynthia Erivo's great. And I mean, she's clearly a great actress. Um, I was very disappointed given that, I mean, Harriet Tubman, like what a great individual to make a movie about. So I found it very boring. I'll just say it. Like, I found it very boring. It was way too long. There was no, like, the characters weren't at all dynamic. And so I don't know if I blame Cynthia in the sense that I found her performance, like, lacking emotion. So I I don't know if it was, I mean, maybe partly on her as an actress. Like, I didn't, like, connect to her. I didn't feel anything from the performance. Like, it didn't evoke any emotions for me. But I also sort of blame the writers, like whoever, like, I don't know specifically who was working on the film, but I just, I didn't like feel anything from it. It, And it just sort of ended and like, we'll, we'll talk about this, but it just sort of ended. And like, I didn't. I agree. Yeah. Honestly, I think the best performance in that movie was Janelle Monae. Yes. For like 10 minutes. Yes. (laughs) She, she was incredible. Um, She was the only thing that made it like interesting for me. And like, I'm sorry to say that. I know people clearly worked hard on it. But I just don't think it should be up there for um, leading role nominees. I, I will say I do also think that it their trailer made it seem like it was going to be a much more yes. exciting movie. Yeah, I uh, I saw the trailer over the summer and mm-hmm. like right before they were rolling it out, they were still trying to um, 
I guess I should say I interned at Focus Features over the summer who put that film out. And so I got to see um, they were watching a lot of the different cuts of the trailers. And that's all I had seen for a while. I got mm-hmm. to see the poster before it came out, which I thought was really cool. And But I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, my God, this movie looks great. Yeah. And then so literally the next day, a bunch of my friends, my fe- other fellow interns went to see it. And, and mm-hmm. they were like, I'm not sure that this movie was very good. Yeah. Um, so I think. I can't say because I haven't seen it, but I think definitely it was a lot of other issues that went mm-hmm. wrong with, the, uh, with that film. But I do have to say, though, like in a time where, you know, Oscar so white is happening, mm-hmm. it's like Cynthia Revo is the only person of color in any of the top categories. Yeah. And so like good for her. Yeah. To even get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I completely agree. But I, I guess going down through the rest of the list, uh, Scarlett Johansson Marriage Story as I, you know, said with supporting, I think Scarlett is a great actress and this role personally, I think that's another thing. It didn't do anything for me. Um, I think like, oh, when she's crying, it's very emotional. Like I so get that. Like I thought that was amazing. Like those couple minutes of like them arguing, oh my gosh, like amazing, incredible. But as a whole, like it didn't, it wasn't anything like, oh, that's going to win an Oscar. Um, if anything, I thought it was because, like, you know, she had this big breakdown on, on camera. Um, so, yeah. But Saoirse Ronan, I think she's incredible. I loved Little Women. Loved her as Joe. She was literally made to play Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's... I guess she'd be my, my contender, my... Uh, who maybe want to win, but um, yeah, just a strong contender, I think. Charlize, um, Bombshell, I sort of agreed with all you were saying. I mean, she was great. She was good. Do I think nomination? Uh, it didn't blow me out of the water. Uh, and then Judy. I have been raving about Judy since I saw it. I actually went to go see it with Tina Fey. Uh, if you're <laughs> with Tina Fey, I told this story on uh, the last episode, but I went to go see Judy over the summer and Tina Fey sat four rows in front of me. And I like to think we both enjoyed it. Like she looked happy <laughs> at the end, but I loved Renee in this. What a comeback role for her. Um, she did all the singing, I believe as well in the film. It Judy as a whole was not that great of a movie. It was just sort of like any other like biopic and what you would expect she was incredible. Like she became Judy Garland. And if anybody like loves Judy, you will love the movie if you haven't seen it because she really does encompass everything that she was. Um, and it's great. So someone, uh, I think should have been up there in the nominations. You were talking about Lupita. I completely agree. I thought us was, it was such an interesting role. And I think looking at the nominations up here, I like I would instantly swap her out for um like you know Harriet and Bombshell and Marriage Story. I just those performances didn't do it for me. So I would love to put, you know, Lupita and us up there as well. Um I really loved Aquafina in um The Farewell. I don't think it would win, but I think a nomination would be very well deserved. It was I, I really enjoyed the movie and I really enjoyed her performance in it. And I just think this is only the beginning for her. So that's all I have to say on that. Sorry. I feel like I'm talking so fast. <laughs> so I want to get everything out. Um, yeah. So if anybody wants to go next. Okay. Um, my favorite performance of this year 
in this category at least was mm-hmm. uh, was definitely Saoirse Ronan and Little Women. I just think that she she and Greta have such a way of working together where I know that Greta hears her words come mm-hmm. out in a very like uh, even they sound like in a very sing songy way. They're meant to be said the way that they end up being said. She's very like particular about that. The words are the words. Her and and uh, Bombag the same. <laughs> but I just think that they work so well together. Like I don't think anybody else can say mm-hmm. the words the way that Saoirse does. Yeah. Especially in Lady Bird, it was just oh, that movie is just so good. It's so good. No, but she's fantastic. I think that I don't think she's gonna win. She, she gets nominated <laughs> like almost every year, and she never wins. Um, but man, she seriously deserves it. She's just so 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 good. When I was little, The Lovely Bones, which is like objectively <sighs> probably not a great movie, it has like a really low score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a great film. But I it's a good loved film. it. I think without the not to like go into that movie, but <laughs> I think without all the like the weird in between stuff right could have that could have been better but as far as like the family drama goes that oh yeah mark Wahlberg, like it's yeah yeah. and um rachel vice Uh like anyway but ever since i saw that movie i was like oh my god i love this girl Mm. but yeah um and scarlett johansson i think i've already gone off enough times about her the rest (laughs) of this category honestly i don't have much to say about right i do think like i'll just quickly interject but i do think had Renee not been nominated, I think Sersha would have t- taken it home. I agree. Yeah, I think definitely she is, she has the strongest. Per- I mean, who knows? Maybe she's. It'll be an Olivia Coleman moment. Yeah. I, oh, how great would that be? <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Just because I think that the favorite was just something that was so bizarre and so mm-hmm. quirky that it's just you know came out and stole the show. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'll, I'll get rid of my time for this one. Save it for for something I have more opinions on. Um, so I agree with pretty much everything everyone was saying. Um, I also like love Cynthia Erivo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to see The Color Purple four times on Broadway because I just love her so much. I, I mean, she's insanely talented, but mm-hmm. I agree with you, Kat, in the sense that I think the writing was very flawed and I think it was, it was mismarketed and mm-hmm. a bit misleading. Um, I just thought it was not engaging at all. It's such an emotional, like, of, as you said, like it's Harriet Tubman, like that, what an incredible story. What, like that could have been the movie of the year. Right. And it really just fell so flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just, it's like just really disappointing because mm-hmm. I wanted it to be so good. Scarlett Johansson, I think she was fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's not really a showy role because, as Sophia was saying before, it's so much of that movie is, like, it's not really big and it's not really, really dramatic. It's mm-hmm. just very much, like, people's lives, and I think she did a beautiful job with it. Yeah. Uh, Sersha, I agree with everything everyone was saying. She's wonderful, and I wish she would win, but I don't think she will. <laughs> I will say I do disagree with the Charlie's opinions in this. I thought she was stellar in mm-hmm. Bombshell. I thought her interpretation of Megyn Kelly was was incredible. Um, I also watched a lot. I was just so fascinated with with what she did with that role, and so I watched a lot of interviews with 
her, and then I also watched, there was a whole panel with a lot of the real women who are portrayed in the movie, interviewed by Megyn Kelly, and hearing their conversation about the movie, and seeing, again, Megyn Kelly as a real person, and then Mm -hmm. reflecting back on, like, Charlize's performance, I just thought she did a stellar, stellar job. Um, And, of course, Judy, I I watched it, uh, like, last week, Mm -hmm. and it ended, and I was like, was Renee Zellberger even in that movie? <laughs> like, that was Judy, Amen. Judy like, Garland. It, it was insane. Yeah. I mean, just, like, if the you look at her posture, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, just, like, what, uh, I, I'm not sure I've ever seen somebody, like, embody another human so, mm-hmm. so well. I think, like I said, I love Charlize's performance, but I also think Megyn Kelly is not Judy Garland, mm-hmm. and so you have a bit more to work with there. Um yeah. But I thought Renee's performance was just heart, absolutely heartbreaking. And, like, what a, <sighs> what a story that I feel like I didn't know as much about as we really got to understand about Judy Garland. And I, I agree that I don't think it was the greatest movie, but I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, what a sad, sad life. Well, and um, I'm glad because I don't know if it was you guys, but after I, you know, had watched it, because I grew up in a very, like, I mean, Mary Poppins, like the Wizard of Oz, Sound of Music, like those, Annie, literally, I grew up with those like musicals. And um, yeah, big like Judy Garland family (laughs) in my house. And a lot of people I was very surprised didn't know the story of, you know, sexual abuse that she had gone through, but also um, like the drugging and all that that went on, not just with her, but in like sort of old Hollywood. Um, I'm glad. And they, I think they did it while the film was like, the plot wasn't anything outstanding. I think they handled that in a respectful way. I know her family wasn't um, completely thrilled about the movie, but I think the way they touched on that, it was, they hinted at it. And I think that's all that needed to be done. Right. That's what I think. uh, One of the things I really liked about it was, there are some like flashbacks and stuff in it and they're mm-hmm. very pivotal to kind of understanding her life in the whole movie. Yeah. But I thought they were like tastefully done in the sense that they weren't, they, they were never very long. Mm-hmm. They got like kind of right to it and they, we got from those flashbacks exactly what we needed to and nothing right. more. Um, Cause I, I don't always love having like movies with flashbacks. Although now mm-hmm. that I'm saying that I'm thinking about, <laughs> Little Women and how that was written, so that's not true. Um, but in this movie, I think they did such a great uh, a great job with that. But yeah. yes, I think Renee will win. I wish Saoirse would win, but I will be happy with a Renee win. Oh, yeah. And I also want to say, whoever, um, the little girl who played, like, young Judy, yeah. looked exactly like her. Like, it was, it was very weird. She was great, um, too. She was great, too. So, yeah, Renee, I mean, I guess to just... In summary, because Judy isn't really nominated for anything else in these top categories, um, she she really like it was really amazing. And I know people keep saying like she's probably going to win, but I I really do hope she does. Yeah, Sir, she, she was great, and I would win. love to see her win. She'll probably win something. But, in the few, I'm sure. Oh yes. yeah, her time will come. Yes, her time will come, and I'm just so happy because this is a very very much a comeback role for Renee and. Just, yeah, what I a just great think the, the I mean, the end of that movie sticks with me the most, and it's part. It's in the trailer too, and like the last line she says is when she's on stage and she's like, "You won't forget me, will you? Or you'll yeah. remember me, or something Please. like that." Yeah, tell me you'll remember something me. About being remembered, and just like I thought, is a great final 
note to end that movie on. Mm. I'm getting emotional just yeah. think that line. I, I'm glad you brought it up because I was literally going to bring that up. It it resonated so, and it's so sad because mm-hmm. she she died um, very young, and the way they filmed it, they filmed pretty much the last few months of her yeah. life. So it, it made it so much more. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Very. Just a, such a. I don't know. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And I think in addition to what you were saying about Honey Boy, um, it was very interesting. And I'm glad that we sort of had these films that delved into child stardom mm-hmm. and the effects that that can have on you, both in olden times and in present day. I mean, yeah. Hollywood really hasn't changed as crazy as that is. Um, but yeah. All right. So performance by an actor in a leading role nominees. Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory. Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. And Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. Anybody ready to hit it off? I could go. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I've only seen three films in this category. I mean, listen, (laughs) I hated Joker. I thought it was so bad. Amen, sister. (laughs) What? It was, listen, and I, it's not even that I'm not really, like, into superheroes, because I'm not, but I will say that the Christopher Nolan Batman series, like, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. And, of <laughs> course, I'm, I'm not going to do any comparisons with Heath Ledger and him, because I know it's, like, kind of different worlds. But Joker, I, I'm going to pick Joaquin Phoenix, just because I, I am a Joaquin Phoenix fan, which mm-hmm. I also think is something that's controversial, but what isn't these days? Um, I think he was good, and I think I do think that I think he was good, but he I don't think he was any better than he is in, a, in any other movie he's been in. Like if you've seen uh, Lynn Lynn Ramsey's film, you were never really here. Mm-hmm. That movie is fantastic, and he was just as good, if not better, in that one. Um, yeah. But he is my favorite in this picks, even though I hate Joker. I think maybe I should save my Joker opinions for later. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I hated that movie from beginning to end. <laughs> um, once upon a time, <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was hilarious, uh, especially the scene when he's in the trailer and he's just like so pissed at himself. <laughs> and also his interaction with um, I think Julie Butters is her name. Yeah, the uh, little the girl. Little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the it's really great. Um, he's really good, but you know. If he won it, I'd be fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really too excited about any of these people in this category. Adam Driver, I thought, was good in Marriage Story. I really loved the part where he sings the Stephen Sondheim song. Mm-hmm. And actually thought it was pretty good. Um, but one thing that rubs me the wrong way about Adam Driver is him walking out on Terry Gross on Fresh Air. And I guess she played a clip and he doesn't like to see himself on screen, which, mm-hmm. like, I understand, I guess. But you're an actor. Yeah. That's your, your that is your job. I, I also, like, he, I watched a whole, uh, or read a whole article about this, and I, I think that, like, if somebody, if you are going into an interview and you're like, please don't do this, and they do it anyway, like, I think that's disrespectful on their part. And if you're asked multiple times not to do it, and they're like, well, we're going to play it anyway because we want to. I guess, and I don't know what the whole situation was. Did did they, did they he say not yeah, to that, beforehand? That's like his thing. Like he doesn't like watching himself and like people, okay. reporters and interviewers know that. Right, but I don't know. I just think it's so unprofessional just to walk out. And I don't, yeah, to, I, okay, so I, I don't 
I didn't realize that he had asked them not to, but I think what sort of rubs me the wrong way about that, and I, I, I know he's a lovely gentleman, but I guess other, I mean, people wrote that character, you know, like just because no offense, just because he acted in that role doesn't mean that that's like his character. And yeah. like people made that performance and he performed it really well. But I, I just think, I don't know, in respect, out of respect for the rest of the people who worked on that movie and, you know, the writers, I, I just, I don't know. I guess like, I don't want to speak too much about it just because, you know, I don't want to, if it's a real thing for somebody, you want to like give mm-hmm. that, that respect. There's a lot, I think there's a lot of actors like that as well. Yeah, and yeah. they just don't walk, watch their own work, but it's not something that's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, being at school, like I want to be a writer-director. I don't want to be in things. Mm-hmm. I don't love seeing myself on screen either. It like freaks me out. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to be the person in class who's like, I do not want to be on screen. This is ridiculous. Right. Like that it's going to be so much more easier if I just swallow my own pride and do it. So from my own personal, right. My own personal standpoint from it, it's like, get over it. Like this is ridiculous. You're, you're an Oscar nominated (laughs) actor. Like you are on screen. Like this is something you just have to live with. It's sort of like when you, like your mom wants to take a photo of you and you don't want to be in it, but like you love your mom and (laughs) immature and a little unimportant to be such a big issue. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, anybody you think should be in that category? Uh, definitely Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, I loved Uncut Gems. I got to see mm-hmm. it, the New York premiere at the New York Film Festival. Ben Stiller <laughs> was like five rows behind me and so was Jimmy Fallon. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and like Ansel Elgort and Jake Gyllenhaal. Anybody um, else? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Sean Levy, who's like the producer of yeah. Stranger Things. But like the cat, like the cast was all sitting around me. Um, like, uh, like the kid, the boy plays mm-hmm. kid, like the smaller actors and stuff. I love that film. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I definitely, it was one of my favorites of the year, but his performance was the best part about it. Hands definitely. down. Mm-hmm. And he should have been, he should have been listed there. No, mm-hmm. no doubt. It's a crime. That. A true snub, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody want to kick it off next? Um, yeah, I don't have all that much to add, uh, I very much disagree. I love Joker. I thought it was so great. Uh, I think he'll win. Uh, everyone else here, I didn't see Pain and Glory, so I and I really know nothing about it, so I can't really speak to that movie. But yeah, I thought Leo was great. I thought Adam Driver was fantastic. Jonathan Price was really great. Um, the one I want to talk about most is uh, somebody who I wish was nominated and but I agree with the Adam Sandler. I didn't love Uncut Gems. Like, I, I liked it. I was entertained the whole time. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the style. I thought it was, like, a little weird. And I didn't like the music. And I thought it was a bit... I did not like the music either. Yeah. It really just came... It was pounding on you. It was right. a lot. It was relentless. It would not let go. Yeah. I also take issue also with their um, advertising of that movie, which I felt was not good. Um <laughs> I and I have had this conversation with Sophia about like I mean obviously we all go to the movies a lot so we see trailers and if you're going mm-hmm. to the movies frequently you're seeing the same trailers over and over again. I saw that trailer so many times <laughs> and from the trailer like I could not tell you what I was going to see. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think the trailer was bad. So also it literally was a movie about Kevin Garnett. <laughs> 
Like, I didn't even know he was in it. Yeah, that's very, that's very true. (laughs) He was like, he wasn't even in the trailer. He wasn't even in the trailer. And like, he was literally, I think they showed two seconds of him in the trailer. And the whole, you're right. The The whole whole film was about. Like, he is the central figure of that movie. Yeah. It literally revolved around him. The plot would not be there if he was not in it. Like, such a weird, I just thought it was so (laughs) weird how they, like, why they chose to do the trailer that way. Because also, when the movie started, like, Obviously, in like the opening credits, like Kevin Garnett's name comes up on the screen. I was like, "Oh, he must have a cameo in it." But like, <laughs> no, there he is, the whole movie. Um, but anyway, I agree. I thought Adam Sandler was fantastic and definitely deserved to be nominated. I have mm-hmm. two others that I wish were nominated: Eddie Murphy for Dolomite Is My Name, mm-hmm. which is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but uh, from watching the trailer, I thought it was hilarious. I thought he was so great. Um, and wish he was nominated for it because I know he was mm-hmm. nominated for the Golden Globes um, and was expected to win, but he didn't win, right? I don't think he did. No, because Taron Edgerton. Oh, won. right. Oh, which is comedy. such BS I agree. as well. Yes. Um, but I think Eddie Murphy should have won for that. Um, and then my other one is George Mackay for 1917. I wish he was nominated. Mm-hmm. I thought he was so, so, so fantastic mm-hmm. in that movie. And I mean, another feat of like, I mean, we'll obviously get more into it when we get to the best picture discussion, but as somebody who has to, he's literally in every single shot of Carried movie the entire film. <laughs> for two hours mm-hmm. and filmed these five to eight minute scenes and like was being blown up, does all of his own stunts, like had to do, go through all this stuff. Like, I think he just, even if he, he wouldn't have won, I wish he, they had recognized him for like all of that. Mm-hmm work beyond what a normal actor I think usually has to go through um so that's like my biggest I wish he was in there but maybe Mm -hmm. in the future he's still very young too true I would love to bounce off of that um I think now that now that you brought up um George Mackay that's how you say his last name okay I just think it's so incredible that that also we're, we're about to get into this with the best director and best picture but I just think it's so crazy that we've had this whole conversation um, about acting um, nominees and none of, I think, the top two contenders for Best Picture have any acting nominees, which is usually not the case. So that's, Mm -hmm. I think it's very interesting this year. Um, So yeah, I totally agree with you that I think he deserved, deserves a nomination for 1917 because that movie was just incredible. And yeah, he clearly carries the, he is the movie Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, and so for this category, again, I just feel like this year I'm not particularly passionate about like mm-hmm. a lot of performances, to be honest. I think I'm more passionate about just the best picture race in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say that I think clearly it's going to be Joaquin. I think we all know this and it would be, I think probably one of the biggest shocks if it wasn't him just because of the whole art narrative of the season this year. Sure. Um, it would be really surprising if anyone else took it at this point. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's well-deserved. I, I didn't like, I wasn't completely blown away by Joker coming out of it thinking like one of the best movies of the year, but also mm-hmm. I thought it was a really great movie. And from when I saw it, I think, you know, deserves to be in the conversation for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting cause like, I know some people who didn't like it are saying, you know, comparing it to superhero movies or anything like to me, it's it's not a superhero movie just because it's a DC character. Doesn't mean that it's. It, I just don't think it has anything to do with that. It's more about a guy and like his mental health and 
society and I know I'm being very vague Mm -hmm. in general but it's just I think it's a really interesting movie and thoughtful in in those ways Um, and his performance was great kind of how you were saying Aaron like he is known for being kind of that like method actor and I think he brings that to the table every time like so Mm -hmm. yeah maybe I mean Mm -hmm. but maybe this is time to be recognized for it because it's a really really intense role and like a really dark role and Mm -hmm. I feel like I mean he was obviously great in it so I think he will win and I do think he deserves to win um and yeah I don't have that much to say about the other people in this category um I do really love Adam Driver despite you know it's hard to separate yeah when we're talking about the nominations I think it's hard to separate the their performance and the actor from like there's so many of these actors and actresses that like maybe we don't love what they do in their personal life and their beliefs and the things they do and say off screen but like on Mm -hmm. screen they're great and I do love Adam Driver as an actor um I thought he was really great in Marriage Story um also I just love him in Star Wars I have to say that (laughs) um um, and yeah I actually didn't see Pain and Glory but um one of the women that I work with she will not shut up about Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory and I just have to take her for her word at it like she thinks he was so fabulous and I do really like the fact that he snuck in here maybe not even snuck in here like he's definitely been in the conversation but even though I didn't see it, like I do know a little bit about the film and I, and I am glad that he got a nomination cause mm-hmm. he's, I feel like it's almost another kind of like comeback role. Like you haven't heard that much about him mm-hmm. recently, I feel like, or at least I haven't. And I think it's cool that this is something that he's now in the awards conversation for. Um, but yeah, I think I'll leave it at that because I'm not super passionate about really any of any of the nominees here. I hate to say it, but that's just the case. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree. Um, adding on to that, it nothing really poked out at me and was like, oh my gosh, like this is, I mean, personally, you know, for actress Renee, I mean, I'm just like 100% fully behind Renee, like winning. And if she doesn't, I'm going to be very confused uh, despite Sersha's performance. Um, but for actor, all right. So I love Leo. I think he's great. Thought he was great. And once upon a time, didn't blow me out of the water personally. Um, same thing with Adam Driver, not to step on anybody's toes, but I, I wasn't a huge fan of marriage story. I enjoyed it, but I, I feel like people were very divided over it and we can get into that over when we talk about best picture, but I feel like half the people who watched it were like, this was amazing one of the best films I've seen all year and then other people, which is sort of the spectrum I fell in who I think you were saying it's very much like a look at a slice of life. Mm-hmm. And while I, I find myself liking films like that, I, I didn't know if this one did it for me, um, but it was still great. And they were great performances and I like will not, you know, deny that uh, it just didn't blow me out of the water. Joaquin Phoenix. I, I, I do think he's going to take it home. And I think out of this whole list, I think he deserves to take home the win. Um, I, I love Joaquin. I, I thought he was great as the Joker. When we talk about Best Picture, I will weigh in on the Joker because I have some things to say about that. But I thought he was great as the Joker. I think he's just great because he's Joaquin Phoenix. And yeah, Jonathan Price. I will say, the two popes, I believe he played Francis. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
so good. I really enjoyed it. He's just so lovable, too. He is. <laughs> sort of like um, John Lithgow, like yes, what I was saying with that. <laughs> like, I feel like he could play like the villain, yeah. but also like the cute grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> and great. It's just so great. But, okay, this is the only film I, re- out of all the films nominated and those that aren't, Pain and Glory is one that I think came out so long ago that I, I have not watched. And I'm disappointed in myself because I really wanted to watch it before. I make this statement. I have a weird feeling. Okay. I think Joaquin's going to win. But we talked about the Olivia Coleman moment. This is so under the radar. But I started listening to, you know, press that he did for the film. And it's such an interesting story. So I don't know if he had a heart attack, I believe. And it. The guy in the movie? Or um, Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Banderas. He had a heart attack. Oh, I didn't know and that. in real life, I believe I I'm sorry if I'm making that up, but I, I watched <laughs> press <cut> on it. <laughs> I watched press on it. And it was hard to tell because it is a foreign language film. So like watching the trailer and then like watching interviews, I did get a little confused, but I'm pretty sure Antonio Banderas in real life had a heart attack and it was just a huge change in his life. It was interesting to hear him talk about the film and what it meant to him, like being such a personal um, role for him. I haven't seen it yet, but I've watched clips from it. I I could see. I don't know. This probably won't happen, but I could see him possibly. If they did a complete, you know, if the Academy decided to pull a surprise, pull in Olivia Coleman, I could see them awarding him with something with best actor. I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling, you know, because I think everybody is like Joaquin Phoenix, but yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to look into it, too, because I'm pretty sure he had a heart attack. Uh, I'm going to look I'm going to research while, you know, somebody else. talks. But uh, I will I will also add that in terms of somebody who's not up there that I think really should be. However, given that it's the Academy and given that the film was the way it was. Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. Don't ask me what The Lighthouse was about. I still can't tell you. I love Willem Dafoe, though. I love Willem Dafoe. I love that you're a fan of The Florida Project, because that's one of my favorite films uh, over the past... Yeah. Yeah, that's... What? We did. I would say that's in my top five favorite movies of all time. Thank you. I love that movie. It's my absolute favorite films of all time. It's so good. And the little girl, uh, I'm blanking on her name. Yes, Brooklyn Prince. Yes, she's incredible. And... It's a it's a great. I love it so much. I went to um. Well, you went. I went to yes. the Magic Castle. Yeah, one of my best friends. Shout out to Maddie Roth. Uh, uh, goes to the to the University of Central Florida, and one day we uh, we took a drive. I went. I went to visit her in Florida, and we went over to the floor to the Magic Castle. Uh-huh. And it's exactly what it looks like. It's a functioning motel. Right. It's just very interesting because I I actually watched it the other night again because my dad was here and I was trying to get him to, you know, watch it. And I was nervous because it's not, it's not, you know, your traditional. My parents did not like it. Really? My dad, we didn't finish all of it. We fell asleep. But he really enjoyed it and told me he was going to watch the rest of it. Um, So hopefully he will. But I think the way I explained it to him, it's so, it's. It's the irony of Disney being like the most magical mm-hmm. place on earth, and right outside, like those gates, you have people going through real life problems and who are not, you know, living the most magical lives. And uh, it's it's just a really interesting 
film and I love it. But anyways, Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse, like I said. That movie is wild. It's wild. (laughs) And I am just... The fact that he, like, crawled on the ground, dirt being thrown at him, like, he was in that pit, like... And he's 70? Like, I... No, no, no. I think he's a lot younger than 70. No, I... I'm like, when I mean a lot, I don't mean, like, a lot, a lot, but I think he's probably in his 60s. Okay. Yeah, so not a lot, a lot. Yeah. All right, that's embarrassing. 64. But still to be to be in a pit with dirt thrown on you at 16 <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it now. No, no it's true. <laughs> and it's such yeah, it was such an interesting role, but I feel like it's too At least it was nominated for best cinematography because yes. honestly that was the best yeah, the Oh yeah. breathtaking. Also, Robert Pattinson not, I don't think he deserved a nomination, but great. He Gr- was great. Well, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, Robert Pattinson in High Life. I don't know if you guys saw that no. one, the Claire Denise film. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's really having like a moment. He Robert is. Pattinson. He's he in like is. a lot of the new Christopher Nolan. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we'll see what happens with Batman. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have to say about that. Um, and I guess we'll move on. So I thought we'd throw this one in here. It's a little lighthearted. Jake's really excited about it. Um, Achievement in music written for motion picture nominees. We have I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away, Toy Story 4, our boy Randy Newman. Um, I'm Gonna Love Again, uh, Rocket Man, Alton John, I'm Standing With You, Breakthrough, Diane Warren, Into the Unknown, Frozen 2, Kristen Anderson Lopez, and Robert Lopez. Oh, I bet there are a couple. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> and <laughs> brother, sister. <laughs> um, stand up Harriet, Joshua, Brian Campbell, and Cynthia Erivo. I'll just quickly start off. I don't need a whole five minutes to talk about this. I have not seen Toy Story 4 yet. I hate myself I for it. I haven't either. I didn't either. I know. It's not that great. <laughs> Stop. I, I have but to say. Toy Story I'm 3 such, was great. Yeah, Toy Story. Yes, oh. I think okay. Toy Story 3 is the best one. It's amazing. Um, I just feel like it came out for me, like, during the summers when I, like, literally started my new job. Right. I was living in a hotel, like, then living, like, in and out of, you know, my whole crazy story. And I think it came out during that time. And it was just too crazy. Like, I couldn't get mm-hmm. to the movies. And I never got to see it. Um, I think personally, um, in my opinion, uh, I'm gonna love again. I'm gonna love me again. Rocket Man, um, Elton John, and then stand up. That stand the up? one thing I yeah. loved about Harriet. That was great <laughs> stand up. <laughs> so I said when I first saw the Harriet trailer, they like that song is in the background of the trailer, and I'm like, there we go. They're gonna start the Oscar campaign mm-hmm. for best song right now. <laughs> you yeah. did. You turned to me and said that like credits were rolling, and he was like, here it is, <laughs> a moment in time. Um, yeah. Anybody no, else? That's all I have to say about this category. Yeah. I, I mean, Ellen John is great, <laughs> but I love Cynthia Rivas. Revo, sorry. Mm-hmm. I love her voice so, so much. I didn't get to see The Color Purple, mm-hmm. but boy, have I listened to the soundtrack <laughs> on repeat for... I, there was, like, that whole summer that it was on Broadway. I would just listen to her sing mm-hmm. I'm Here all day. Tony's <laughs> performance brought me to tears. Oh, my so God. She's so, I, I literally just got goosebumps right now thinking Ooh. about it. But, no, she's fantastic, yeah. and the song... 
It's great. Well, and I will say in, in addition to the song, um, throughout the film, they, you know, there's a lot of hymns that mm-hmm. are sung. And I thought that was like, <laughs> not to like be mean, but it woke me up a little yeah. from, she does, quite a bit she, does she does. And I really enjoyed those parts. Yeah. Um, cause she's a beautiful voice. Um, but. My biggest, my biggest, um, opinion here is where is Beyonce's nomination? Oh, oh yeah. of course. Snubbed. Like that, that song is so good. Um, I th- I think that the Elton John song is gonna win. I do not yeah. like that song. I think it is so annoying. <laughs> I actually have lots of strong opinions in this category. <laughs> I really like. I love Randy Newman, but that song I can't let you throw yourself away. It's just not good. <laughs> Breakthrough. Chrissy Metz sings it, mm-hmm. and she just doesn't get me anyway. That's worse. I think Spirit maybe could have taken Breakthroughs spot i would agree beyonce yeah um into the unknown i do love i wouldn't be upset if that won i don't think it will but i um (laughs) while we're speaking of frozen 2 uh, frozen 2 should have been nominated for best animated feature i watched almost all the best animated features and the one that i think is gonna win missing link i I, like turned it off halfway through because i was so (laughs) bored um but i of the nominees i would love for Stand up to win from Harriet, but I think Rocket, the Rocket Man song, will win. Yeah, I think all I'll say about this is that I I loved Rocket Man. Controversial opinion. I think it was far better than Bohemian Rhapsody last year, and I think it unfortunately kind of suffered the consequences of coming in the shadow of the success of Bohemian Rhapsody the year before. So there was mm-hmm. a lot of comparison. Um, so I would love for Rocket Man to maybe maybe take home the prize for a song just as like a little tip of the hat to that, to that film this year. Cause it didn't really get any other love um, at the Oscars. And I also loved the into the, into the unknown from frozen. Like I also agree mm-hmm. that frozen two should have been nominated in best animated feature. So I wouldn't be mad about it winning in this category either. Also, it's kind of a way to pay tribute to that movie this year. Agreed. Um, quickly, I just wanted to point out, uh, I, I did confirm, but Antonio Banderas did have a heart attack. I just, I'm sorry. I wanted to make sure I didn't want to yeah. say he had a heart no, attack if he didn't I have a heart mean, attack. Of course. But he did. Glad and he's alive. Yeah. Um, so it makes me want to, you know, watch Pain and Glory even more, but it, the interviews I read and like listened to were that, you know, he had this heart attack and the that. film is sort of centered around the emotional impact that that had on him. So it's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I could see them doing something with that. All right. Achievement in directing nominees, The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, Joker, Todd Phillips, 1917, Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, and Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. So I'll start this off quickly because um, I don't have a ton to say. I feel like you're going to disagree with me on this. But with The Irishman... Martin Scorsese, I thought it was great. I, I did. A lot of people didn't think it was like that good of a film. I thought it was a great film, a great story being told. But I personally thought it was just, I hate to say it, like another mob uh, drama. And I that's why I loved Uncut Gems so much. And I'm realizing now as I'm saying this, I didn't talk about Adam Sandler <laughs> for best actor what the heck um he was incredible uncut gems was incredible and that for me i know it's sort of different from the irishman but i totally see how you can because when i saw 
Uncut mm-hmm. Gems, which was uh, executive produced by Marty. Um, it was definitely, it had Scorsese vibes, like yeah. movie vibes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, white male rage. <laughs> <laughs> white male rage. Um, and to go along with that Joker. Perfect <laughs> <laughs> fair. Um, to transition. Um, I, I'm just going to say it. I don't think uh I, I don't know i don't think Get for directing joker should should be up there i think joaquin phoenix 100 percent deserved that nomination why do you think that and this is a personal thing for me i i would have rather and to coincide with um i guess this will be the same thing for best picture as well i think joker the, so it's White male rate. It's to tell the story of like a mentally ill white man and the societal impact of I, I don't know the way like there's so many things about it like the way in which we're raised, um, ignoring like cries for help. Like there's so many different things which make it I think a great film in that aspect. I don't know why it had to be a movie. No. I how do I put it? <laughs> um, I wish they would have removed it from the like DC fringe. Like I don't know why it could have been like just a movie about a guy. Why they had to? Because I think the elements of it being a DC film. Because I I love DC comics. I love Marvel. Like I am a huge superhero geek. Those parts of it made it very hokey for me. The whole Wayne yeah. Foundation, like but his mother, like he was a the Batman in that movie is a child, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, if they're supposed to be rivals, the Joker's gonna be in a walker but by the yeah. time I mean, they ever get to I agree. the timeline of that doesn't make sense. But I will say, don't you think that if it weren't in the that universe? Then there would have been even more criticism for it to have been so. white, no. white male rage. Yes, yeah, and from that's some white guy. And I, I was going to follow up by saying that because I mean the film did. I people were very fifty fifty on like why was this made and this needed to be made. And I think had it not been associated with, you know, had it not been about Joker, the Joker, one hundred percent, I agree with that. However, I just think for me, in terms of assessing it as like directing and best film, like picture of the year, those, those parts, those elements of it, like it just felt like they were forcing the storyline on what would be an already great story. I also think, that makes sense. I mean, since we're already talking about it, I feel like we might as well just have the conversation Mm -hmm. because I, there were a lot of things about it that it just, okay he has all this tragic stuff happen to him and mm-hmm. they were talking about how he was previously in jail, but then all of a sudden he just starts to murder people. And it just seems mm-hmm. like I understand he like gets beat up twice and then starts killing people. And I was like, I know this is amounting to something, but like mm-hmm. we haven't seen it. So I'm not getting why he's just all of a sudden starting mm-hmm. to like, they're trying to elude that something had happened previously and that, you know, he's building up to this breaking point, but like, I'm not seeing any of it. Mm-hmm. It's not getting me emotionally there to like, see this deterioration of a person as well as I can't stand how they use the, I can't remember what the actress's name, Zazie. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
thank you, Todd Phillips, for cutting back to all of those moments where she was invisible as if we, the audience, are actual idiots and mm-hmm. couldn't understand that she was imagined mm-hmm. the entire time. Well, I, I think, I mean, I, I agree with some of that, but in the sense of like her being invisible, I think all those flashbacks... We can assume that it didn't happen, but seeing it, that it wasn't a real, she, like, none of that ever happened. I think the thing about that, the thing I really like about that movie is, I see it's, like, plot flaws or, like, back background issue flaws. I just think it's so much deeper of, like, a commentary on our society than it is on, like, this is the correct linear plot that you must follow as a film. And it's more of, like who are we as a society and how do we treat people and how do we ignore people rather than looking at like some of the, like the whole timeline thing of like the Wayne thing. Like obviously that makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe I think that, I think, I think it's valid that you feel like it comments on our society, but I think that there are like real stories that like could tell that so much better than this, like, this this comic book character that like mm-hmm. is not a real person it doesn't really have any real stakes in the society that we are actually living in mm-hmm. this and and I know that like that's how we tell stories as right. as filmmakers and you know I get that not every character is real but for me it was just like too much extrapolation onto like what we think this character is when I just didn't feel like it was totally mm-hmm. necessary and I also just don't think compared to like Every year I can think of a list of women who don't get nominated. And like um, Alma Harrell, who directed Honey Boy, she's brought up this question of like whether to have a female directing category. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, well, should we do that? Because then should just like what if the acting categories mm-hmm. were just like best actor? I'm like, well, then all men would be nominated. Like, right. are you really asking this question? So I don't know if that's the answer or not, but it's. It's. I think Greta Gerwig said this too. That what frustrates her the most, and which also frustrates me, is that every year I can think of a whole list of women that could have been on the list mm-hmm. that made such great movies that year. And yeah. so for me, while I hated Joker, I also just don't think that it was like well directed. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I I think the reason I think it was directed well is because I'm not sure I've ever sat through a movie the whole time where I felt uneasy about like you don't know like you know something's mm-hmm. happening is going to happen with him you know he's gonna break at some point mm-hmm. but it's like when is that and it's that right. whole encompassing everything from the music to the cinematography to every move he makes to every camera angle is like when's it gonna mm-hmm. like it could be at any moment and you think it's gonna happen and it doesn't and then you don't think it's gonna happen and it does I just think it's such like like such a an uncomfortable uneasy edge of your seat kind of movie mm-hmm. in like the softest way. Yeah. And I think something a lot of my f- friends have been saying that he like just kind of steals from Scorsese. <laughs> and then he mm-hmm. goes around on like in the Hollywood round table, you just like literally across the, the table from Marty and just be like, yeah, and Marty did this in, in this <sighs> movie. And I'm like, mm-hmm. literally you're making the case worse for yourself. <laughs> Come on, but yeah. But oh. there were things, like, I, I enjoyed the color palette. I mean, I enjoyed, yeah, like, the no, costuming. Like, there the, were... I thought the score was great. I know yeah. that so I... Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And um, I can't remember her name, but she won the, the Golden Globe for it. Mm-hmm. The score. So, yeah, Hilda. Yeah, something... I can't say her last Yeah, no. <laughs> but, um, 
Something, though, that the only thing about Todd Phillips that I would say is, like, kind of an unfair thing that people are saying is, like, he directed The Hangover. Like, he shouldn't be in this race. But, like, if you were to say that, then people were saying that Adam Sandler got snubbed. Like, have you looked at his repertoire? Uh, Have we seen Grown Up? (laughs) (laughs) So I just don't think that's fair. I think that, you know, as as artists, you should Uh be able to make whatever. But you want a versatile. Yeah. I think so. That would be great, like, Mm -hmm. to see. Because, you know, like, have people say that, you know, comedy is harder than drama. And I think in Mm -hmm. a lot of respects, that is true. Yeah. 100%. So so I guess, yeah, to to go through down the rest of the line. um, I'll skip over 1917 because I'm going to talk about that. But uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the reason why I loved it so much was because the whole time, I think everybody can agree, you're watching it and it's like, hmm, like, okay, this is interesting, but like a Quentin film? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Um, and then that ending. <laughs> 20 oh, minutes, like, you're that like, oh, right. ending. <laughs> My dad even told me, like, he rewatched it for a couple times now because he's traveling a lot on the plane and they, they have it on to watch. And he said, like, it's just such a great ending, and it really is. Yeah. However, for me, like, the reason why I wouldn't say, like, best picture, while there are, you know, other great nominations, um, I just thought the film was a little too long, and I'll, I think that's I how I felt about The Irishman as Agreed well. as well. Um, I just felt like it was a little too long, uh, and that's all I'll say about that. Otherwise, it felt like good film. Um, Parasite... Uh, Ugh, I don't think we've mentioned it at all no, yet so far, yeah. and what a shame. Yeah. Such a uh, great movie. <laughs> I, I watched that, un- like, recently, unfortunately to say. I watched that a little too recently, but I'm glad I did because it's very fresh in my mind. And Bong Joon-ho, I really liked it. I really liked it. It was so different, and I don't know if this makes any sense. It sort of reminded me, this is going to sound crazy, it sort of reminded me of The Shape of Water, And I know that sounds weird, but I remember watching The Shape of Water and while the plots are two completely different things, I, I enjoyed it because The Shape of Water, for all those who have seen it, it's filmed in an actual time and place, but it's so distorted. And I remember the color palette, it's so dark and green. And I felt very similar watching Parasite because while, you know, this is taking place in what I believe is modern day Korea, it the scenes you see like, you know, in like on their city street and where they live, their house, it's, it's really interesting and it almost doesn't feel real. And I guess that's to show sort of the two different like societal classes, but I don't know. That's a very complete polar opposite examples, but I think that's, I think that's so if that makes any sense. I think it makes total sense. Yeah. No, yeah. I love yes. shape of water. What a great yeah. Movie. Cause it, it, in, in shape of water, so it's weird. like, okay, this is real. This is real time and place, but it almost feels like, like mythical. And I totally agree. Yeah. And that's how I felt watching, you know, Parasite. Um, it's, yeah. And like, even at times you see that greenness, that mm-hmm. like almost sickness and it, it's really interesting. And I, j- I just like how it was done. But I think um, Sam Mendes, 1917, that I just thought was a, like, I just loved that. I mean, it was insane. I saw that. I saw that with you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, and I just think why I think it should win and deserves to win and why I wanted to win so much is because there are a lot of war films out there. I would be the first one to tell you. I love a lot of them. <laughs> I love, like, World War II, World War One, like, studying, oh, my gosh, even, like, Korea. Like, I, I love history. And um, 
this was the first film in a while. Honestly, the first one I can really recall where it just was so completely, like drastically different from other films we've seen. And I think that's, you know, something really just worth mentioning. Um, and then obviously just like the cinematography of it and uh, just stylistically, I thought it was great, but definitely. Yeah, I guess my thoughts on directing. I think, like, it's interesting. I feel like the conversation with directing and Best Picture kind of bleed together and go hand yeah. in hand as we've already kind of been talking about both of them. But, um, yeah, so Sam Mendes did win the Golden Globe, mm-hmm. I believe, for directing and the uh, DGA Directors Guild. Um, so I think that's definitely a little bit of a predictor there into where it's probably leaning more towards Sam Mendes at this point. And then also I think the top two contenders for best picture are 1917 and Parasite. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would say the same for director where I think it's Sam Mendes and Bong Mm Joon-ho. And I think it'll be really interesting. I'm, these are just, I'm just the most interested to see how this shakes out because I feel like it it might be a split where one of them takes director and one of them takes best picture but i feel like it's really up in the air about which will take which even though Mm -hmm. it looks like it's going to be sam mendez for director because of his wins at other award shows i would just i would just love to see i just want parasite to win Mm -hmm. something and so badly and so i think i don't know whether it takes director or best picture it will Mm -hmm. be exciting to see it will for sure win best um foreign film oh yeah oh 100 yeah 100 um but I'm just so excited to see it being, especially because this is the first time that a South Korean film has ever even been nominated right. for an Oscar, which is insane, even including the best foreign mm-hmm. film international feature category. So yeah. if it goes from like South Korea never even being nominated to now being nominated and possibly winning Best Picture, I just think that's yeah. such an amazing like story for the Oscars mm-hmm. to tell and like a really cool thing to happen. And I just think the direction of that movie was so incredible like I feel like you look at people like you know how they're I feel like some directors are referred to more as I don't even know how to say the word correctly an, an auteur mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more than others mm-hmm. and I feel like this was very much like take a Fordham film, film class for <laughs> Bong Joon-ho um it's just like the little touches throughout the film like I saw it twice I saw it once I think back in October when it came out in theaters and then I saw it again recently when I was home for the holidays and I think also on the rewatch, you notice a lot of like symbolism throughout the film that you might have not noticed before. Um, and just the whole, uh, I just think it was so masterful, the direction. So I really think even mm-hmm. though Sam Mendes, like incredible direction for 1917, obviously, I think it's a, could be a toss up between the two and I wouldn't be surprised if Bong Joon-ho took it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that, um, listen, the only reason I'm not gonna say Martin Scorsese is because he's won before and he is mm-hmm. he is an auteur and I guess it was I mean Quentin Tarantino is also considered one. Um so that's why I think I would pick two win because I did love Parasite. Um one thing I will say about Parasite is I loved it, but I think it was overhyped before I saw it. Like everyone was saying it was the best movie of the year. Mm-hmm. And so I was like expecting a lot more. And I while I thought it was a really good film, I definitely didn't think it was like blew me out of the waters of like the best movie of the decade at all. Um could I just like quickly interject yeah. with that? I think that happened to me for a lot of films this year. Mm-hmm. Um Marriage Story 
and Joker like are the two that come to mind like because I feel like Joker was so I mean, it was so hyped up yeah and I started thinking like all these great things in my head and Marriage Story as well like I remember going on Twitter the day it came out and like pe- like everyone blew up about it and like I don't know if that like influence you know you have such high expectations um yeah I I don't I but I agree with that I don't know if that like means anything if like my feelings would change had I not like you know listened to all the hype but yeah yeah and then I guess the only other thing I'll say about Martin Scorsese before we talk about best picture is that he's like he's the greatest of all time like I really believe that I just think he's such a craftsman. I just feel like movies don't get made like the way that he makes them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think as far as like cinema, what we think of it is um, as an art form, but also, I don't know. It's like bigger than that. It's, I feel like movies are changing and most of it is for the better, mm-hmm. I think. But Sometimes I think there's a certain level of craftsmanship that is missing, especially with like the Netflix era. There's so much content and there's such a race to like just produce more content. Um, sure. Like uh, something I'll mention the farewell now because I definitely wanted to mention it because it didn't get nominated for anything. And, and I liked the farewell. I did not love it. Mm-hmm. Um, another movie that I thought was overhyped because of all the Sundance hype um, that it got. But um Lulu Wang got uh, mm-hmm. an offer. She said, she didn't name who it was, but I'm assuming it was either Netflix or, or Amazon. And she went with A24 because she thought it would just get lost in, in the mm-hmm. the Netflix, Amazon streaming way. And she's Probably right. would have, yeah. Um, so, like, I think, you know, I'm not sure how I totally feel about Netflix. I definitely think that if you watch The Irishman at home, you really missed out. And... Um, it was not really a movie that you should watch at home, especially a three and a half hour movie <laughs> where you like don't feel bad about looking at your phone because you're in the comfort of your yeah. home. The two times that I saw it, it was in a movie theater. And um, so I definitely think the theater experience is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, also Greta Gerwig snubbed. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think we can all agree. <laughs> yeah. We have to oh, think about that. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I do just want to, I don't know, I keep, I'm so obsessed with 1917 and Parasite, so I just feel like I need to get all my thoughts out there, but I do think, like, 1917 is such, like, a technical feat, and also I think it's interesting, like, you might have a conversation asking, like, how much of 1917 can be attributed to, like, more of Roger Deakins and the cinematography Mm. as opposed to the directing, Mm. but also, like, I just think the directing was so incredible, and I love the fact that it was also written by Sam Mendes, and Mm -hmm. I believe it's inspired by yeah. his father or his grandfather. his grandfather yeah so it's like a very personal story i love the fact it's both written and directed mm-hmm. in a personal story and i just think like mm-hmm. i found really it like a amazing. narrative going into yeah. the oscars like i feel like he has a lot of momentum obviously and i think mm-hmm. it'd be very well deserved to see him win yeah um the one last thing i wanted to say about parasite and like n- now thinking this after you know we've discussed both films but i can't help but wonder if it gave Quentin Tarantino a run for his money because I feel like it was very similar yeah. to work that he's done. Oh, now that you mention it, I didn't think about it, but... Does that make sense? Like, it's you like see it, right? Scene, especially this year with Once Upon a Time and that, like, it that takes surprise its time to get mm-hmm. to that big turning point. And obviously, mm-hmm. I think in Once Upon a Time, that, that like, wild ending is much shorter than it is in Parasite. Mm-hmm. I feel like Parasite, it's a bit more, like, 
I would say a little past halfway through where it kind of takes a starts turn. building towards that. Yeah, yeah. but so, yeah, that's a that's a great. Point. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like um, it has that quirkiness of a Tarantino oh. film, yet it has the emotional side, which I feel like a lot of his films, you know, don't really have. Right. And uh, that's what makes it so interesting. But I couldn't I couldn't help but wonder that as we were talking about it, I started to think. Um, especially because the films and these films, especially their endings are much different, but yeah, I was going to conclude by saying what I think we all, I guess would maybe agree on, but like Greta, um, little women, I, I will talk about that next category, but, um, as we were saying like before, when I talked about Amy and Florence Pugh's, uh, interpretation of her, um, or portrayal of her. I, I just think it was such, a, there are so many remakes and I know people kept saying, why are they making another remake? The fact that she was able to take something and just show it in such a different light and tell it in a, a different way. Like make, mm. like, I don't know. She, I feel like she proved everybody wrong and she did like make it new and fresh and modern. Mm-hmm. I agree. Which is like some, yeah, a testament yeah. to her talent as a director. I think something else, um, I obviously wish she was nominated this year, but mm-hmm. I'm also so grateful she was nominated for Lady Bird. Right. Because that, like, this Little Women is just such a big story. Like, everyone mm-hmm. knows what it is. And at least, yeah. like, that film, which was, you know, original, mm-hmm. I'm just glad that it got, you know, nominated that year because it was, I mean, I love Little Women, but it definitely was not as good as Lady Bird. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Lastly, if anybody has anything else, they... Best picture. Best picture. Oh, here we go. Drum Such roll. An exciting year because I think it's like not, it's not locked. It's not locked down. Yeah. Right. Sense, so. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so best picture, best motion picture of the year nominees. Um, first off, before I you know read all these names, there are a ton of producers who worked on these films, and I just I wish I could list them, um, but I, I re- there's just so many, and uh, I strongly encourage you all to go to the Academy Awards website and check them all out so they get the recognition they deserve. Um, but so the nominees are Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. If anybody wants to immediately start this off, feel free. I want to know what everyone else sees because I've already talked about the Irishman, but like mm-hmm. nobody else has. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, I want to hear everyone, what everyone else has to say so that we can fight. I can <laughs> say that I really think that at this point it's between 1917 and Parasite, which mm-hmm. I honestly didn't think those words would be coming out of my mouth. If you asked me like a month ago, I thought mm-hmm. it, it might be between like the Irishman and once upon a time in Hollywood, yeah. which I think those four films are still the top four out of this list. Um, with Jojo rabbit, maybe also being up there. I kind of got, went back and forth for the longest time and just uh, what I think could, I wouldn't be surprised if parasite won because I think the preferential ballot mm-hmm. really plays a role. At least a lot. in what I've been hearing is, I think a lot of voters could put Parasite as their number two, mm-hmm. and maybe the number one is going to be split between like the Irishman, Once Upon a Time, and 1917. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Parasite's a solid number two on a lot of people's lists. Is that actually helps its chances at winning the Oscar? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where where I think it'll go. I really think it's a toss up between 1917 and Parasite. 
Um, and yeah, I and I what I want to win is Parasite. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I might also want 1917 to win. I think I want Parasite to win because I think it's a really in- incredible recognition for like a foreign language international film mm-hmm. to be a serious contender in mm-hmm. the best picture race. So I think that's just like a really exciting possibility. Um, and I think, again, like what I mentioned before, these two films don't have any acting nominations, which is like so right. rare. It's so I interesting. Like. I didn't even think yeah. about that until you said it. It's so weird because, but Parasite Well, and also did, with Ford yeah. Ferrari too. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. And Parasite took the uh, the SAG Ensemble Award, right. which I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people kind of equate that to the Best Picture of the SAG Awards, even though I feel like you can't really say that in this sense mm-hmm. because 1917 would have never been like considered for that award because it's not like an ensemble piece. It's literally two guys and pretty much one guy the whole yeah. time. Um, but the ensemble is so strong in Parasite, and so I'm just so happy that they won that recognition and... I don't know. I can't say enough good things about either of them. So that's just where I stand. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a toss up between the two, and I think that's one hundred percent the way it, it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone else give me something else to bounce off of because <laughs> I could keep talking about the two of these forever. Um, as far as the, I mean, I agree with everything Sophia said. I think it'll mm-hmm. be likely down to the two of them. I would throw as like a, the closest possibility to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, but going to the Irishman, I just, it's not that I, I didn't think it's a good movie. My biggest problem is that I feel like we spend so much time, especially now in in the world of like giving more voice to more people and more stories to uh, a more diverse audience. And, um, I feel like I've seen The Irishman before. Yeah, no, totally. And so I'm, I, I also feel with what Kat was saying earlier about it being so hyped. Like, I'm not. I feel like there was so much hype about it, and mm-hmm. I watched it, and like I was quite bored at times. My other theory is I don't think any movie ever should be that long. I, you know, I <laughs> also, I think that I don't think it should have been that long. Yeah. I mean, I have, to, I really do have to say I was entertained the entire time. Did you see it in theaters? Did you? No, I saw it at Yeah. Home. I really, mm. really, really believe that there's a big difference for think, that film. Do you think that's a problem though, that you can't watch a movie at home and enjoy it? I don't necessarily think it's a problem. Uh, yeah, for, for the best picture of the year. Right. I think that. Part of it is that part of the reason why I like the film so much is because it keeps together a lot of the things about movies that are, is dying. And so, like, the craftsmanship aspect of it, like, it sure. took so long mm-hmm. to make the movie. And, like, it, like um, also, the theater experience is dying. And so creating movies to get you to go out to see them in theaters because they're so grand, I think, is something that is important. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely think, though, it's true for a lot of movies. I don't think it's just this one. Like, I think it's just so easy. There's a lot of movies I won't watch because I don't want to watch them on my laptop because I know I'm not going to like it as much. Mm -hmm. I just know that that's going to be the case for me. My phone is going to be right next to me, and I'd love to say I'm this person who can just, like, totally check out in the movie theater. I can. I do not want to look at my phone. I get pissed (laughs) off when other people do. And so it's this place that I think, you know, is sacred, where we're just all here to do the same thing. Right. And so I think in that case, it's, 
it, it's a it's a weird thing, but I think it can happen to any movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think that you know it's it's not too different from Goodfellas. But I think that's probably why I was excited because I love that movie. I'm like, give me more of it. But it's, yeah. I'm just so surprised that, like, I understand that Martin Scorsese is, like, very acclaimed and obviously extremely talented. An incredible cast put together in this movie. But it's just time and time again, all I think about is, like, haven't I watched this before? Yeah, haven't I watched valid. every single one of these actors play this same exact character yeah. with the same director before? Yeah. <laughs> no, totally right? valid. Totally valid. Yeah. That's that's my like I I really don't think it's like a a bad movie. I mm-hmm. like I said I was bored at times. I mean I also think that's understandable. It, it's almost four hours long. Yeah. Um, but I like I just don't think it deserved quite as much hype as it got Mm -hmm. and i will still say after seeing robert de niro both in joker and in um and in the irishman i will still say that my favorite role he's ever done is meet the parents and i will gladly stand by that um yes I will say another film that deserves some love that I know Kat especially will agree with, um, Jojo Rabbit. I did not see it until recently because it had like kind of slowed its um, role in theaters. And then with the mm-hmm. nomination, they started showing it again a lot more in theaters. So I got to see it recently. And that movie is so good. After I came really? out seeing that, seeing it, I was like, wow, will this take Best Picture? Mm-hmm. I was like yeah. really starting to consider its chances, even though I don't think it will but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like if there was an award for like crowd pleaser or like something yeah. like that, it should win. Cause it won like the audience award at Toronto. Um, so I feel like it's just, it's just such a good movie. I don't know. I, I don't mm-hmm. have the right words to describe it, but I think everything about that film was um, just really well done. And the, and the little actors in that movie oh deserve so the much friends. recognition. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was so great. Um, and it's like, it's not everyone's cup of tea. That's, for sure. So maybe mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why it's not mm-hmm. kind of in the top contenders. Um, and so say what you will about yes, it. Yes. Thank you for teeing me up but perfectly. Yeah, I wanted to go that um, way because <laughs> if I had to pick like um, what I think will win versus what I want to win, I also would throw Jojo Rabbit into like the couple that I would like to see, mm-hmm. you know, win or get some, some more recognition. Yes. Um, all right. So I'm just going to go down the list and then reveal my top slot. Uh Ford versus Ferrari. I really enjoyed this film. It. I'm interested as to why, you know, it's best picture of the year when for me it was the performances that stood out the most. I was very surprised Christian Bale didn't. I don't I it, I want to look into that more. I'm very surprised there's no nomination for either him or Matt Damon. I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, the Irishman. Like, you know, Aaron and I had discussed, I was very excited to see this, given that I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania and Buffalino's character, uh, you know, pretty much staple (laughs) of the town. Like, if you look at mobs, we do come from an area where, like... Yeah, no, he lived in Kingston. Yeah, like mobster, it's a very big thing. Um, Yeah, and uh, (laughs) so I was very excited to see that. I enjoyed it. I just, I agreed... um, you know, with what you were saying, I, I would have liked to seen it in theaters as opposed to, you know, watching it here in my apartment and having it be three and a half hours, almost three and a half hours long, being tempted to like, 
go on my phone or just get up and get food or Some drink. Or like, oh, yeah, I watched it in chunks. I'm like, that. It, don't talk to me ever That's again. That's what I did. Yeah. Oh, that is the worst thing you can do in any movie. Like, I understand, like, you know, movies not yeah. should not be necessarily that long. I didn't have that much that time. Long. I could just sit down and watch it in one sitting. Listen, that's why you didn't like it. <laughs> um, Joker, despite, you know, everything I was saying about Todd Phillips with the directing, I do think it w- was a good picture. And um, I think that story needed to be told. So I'm glad it received the recognition that it got. And I think it does deserve that slot. Um, Little Women, this was probably the film I was most excited to see this year. I, you know, I had talked to you guys about this. I said Little Women was the first book, like, I was truly, like, you know, you're given books. Like, I mean, obviously you're little and you have a ton of books, but, like, I remember I was so young and my mom gave it to me and she said this was my favorite book when I was young and I want you to read it and it was so big at the time and I thought oh I didn't read it until like literally a year or two after that but um I I love the story and I just I went through a period where I was watching the trailer pretty much daily in anticipation for it like back in July when it came out I was so excited um I'm glad with the way it turned out I I'm just unfortunately I don't think it's going to take home best picture nor should it although I really enjoyed it and just chronologically, like how it was told and going back in time, it was really interesting. Um, marriage story, same thing as I said before. Uh, I don't mean to bash. I thought it was good. I just didn't think it was great. And um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. 1917, I loved it. I loved it more for directing than I think for best picture. But that is my like big content like I yeah I still don't know it's so hard because Parasite as well they were they were both amazing in their own way I think Parasite was just completely like it was so different and so like there's nothing nothing's really been like that I mean like I said it it was very Tarantino like but it had that like emotional aspect of it and it it's also hilarious it's so funny yeah like yeah, I think it needs to be given its recognition for how hilarious that uh-huh. movie is. Oh my and gosh, I yeah, just love that. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm still very torn between 1917 and Parasite. Um, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think I've talked about that enough. I really did enjoy it. Uh, that ending was just li- incredible, in my opinion. But lastly, I will say Jojo Rabbit. I, I mean, you two have known. I have not, like, Aaron, I think I told everybody I knew. I saw this back in, like, October. I did see a long time ago. And um, I went to a Q&A with uh, Taika and um, just the whole entire cast, Sam Rockwell, who is in a velvet suit. I, I love Sam Rockwell, and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I love him so much, and he's just, like, there in person. It was just great. I think he is in some of my favorite, like, three billboards outside of Missouri. Like, I love that. It's one of my favorite movies, and he's just so great. I, I think he he's done so many feature films, and it's incredible. Um, and his role in this was great about being, like, a gay Nazi soldier who also has a heart like you hate him but love him at the same time um Roman who you know played Jojo absolutely incredible I I'm gonna say this was his first feature film he's ever done I'm pretty sure mark my words 
but I'm pretty sure this is his first feature film he's ever done. And I just thought he was like 10. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, He's absolutely incredible. (laughs) Like he's incredible. And, uh, Thomas and McKenzie, she was great as well. Um, and Scarlett Johansson, like I, I, you know, said what I had to say before about her. (laughs) Stop it. I love, I, I loved this movie so much though. And I, could I literally could not have hyped it up enough and before the nominations the day before the nominations were announced I went to see 1917 with Sophia and we got out of it and she's like ooh like what do you think is going to happen tomorrow nominations I said well after seeing 1917 I think that's going to be my pick of the year um or for you know for the Oscars because I, you know, I had told her, like I told everybody so many times, like Jojo Rabbit was my favorite film of the year. I loved it so much, but I I literally said right to Sophie, I was like, but it's, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna take, there was no talk about it at all for Oscar recognition. And the next day when they announced it, I literally, my heart was beating so fast. (laughs) I was so happy. I just loved it. And I think, um, you know, being at the Q and A and having Taika say, I'll just like reiterate roughly what he said, but he said he came across a fact where so-and-so like um, he gave a statistic that was alarming about how, you know, so many people like young people didn't know about the Holocaust and it was like alarming. And I think in this day and age, I mean, it's important to shed light properly on that and I know a lot of people thought this film was very unconventional and maybe shouldn't have been made and I I get why I get why people could be offended by it I do but you know the way he went about it they didn't talk about certain issues what you would think you know the film would be about he tried to just make a mockery of Nazism because it sort of was absurd you know it was absurd and he tried to poke fun at that as opposed to you know the situation and everything that happened but I just thought it was so tastefully done and this is only like the beginning of a first couple films that Taika has done and I'm, I'm very excited to see like what's to come for him but I, I love this film so um, much <laughs> and one of the things I really loved about that movie is as ridiculous as it is I think it did such a beautiful job of like transitioning from something that's just hilarious and out of outrageous into something where like you really get emotionally attached to the characters and specifically Mm -hmm. like to the relationship between the mother and her son and between this girl that's living living in their cupboard like I think it was just so well uh, thought out from start to finish and Mm -hmm. transitioned so well and by the end like the final scene like you're like crying because it's just so their relationship has just become so beautiful and without I mean Spoiler alert, like you should have already seen it by now. All you, if you're still listening this yeah. far into the podcast, <laughs> yeah. you should have seen it by now. You're going to have to put um, it in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the costuming as well, I loved for this. Yeah, it was so And cool. like l- the, the image that comes so like, you know, to mind is the shoes that Scarlett was wearing. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing she was walking. It was when they were doing that scene where she's walking along like the waterway. Yeah. And I remember just watching her shoes and I'm like, Oh my gosh, those shoes are so cute. Like little saddle shoes. Like, cute, cute. And then you have that scene and it's yeah. like, that's all you need to see. And they, um, I believe they never show her. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but they never yeah. show her face. They never show anything. And it's just, they that's from behind. Yeah. It's right. Like, yeah. When he's hugging her and what? Yeah. Um, 
but that's all you needed to see. And you just to feel all that. Oh, like I just, I loved it. Um, so um, that's all I'll say about that. Going back to 19, I mean, little women. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to win, but I think there's an argument to be made that of all of these pictures, like little women could have deserve deserved best picture the most. And the reason I say that though, is because of what we talked about earlier and how Greta and that whole team took something mm-hmm. that was so beloved and such an, like a classic and totally reinvented it mm-hmm. to work today. Yeah. Like I think that in and of itself, obviously most of these movies are brilliant and everyone behind them are all incredible, but to take something like that, that people it's, I mean, little woman is one of those things that like people have like ownership of mm-hmm. and for her to do that and for it to be received so well, I just think is such a testament to her mind and to oh, that yeah. whole team that was involved in that movie. And so I think, like I said, not that I think it will win, but I think there's an argument to be made that overall it, it could be the best picture. And also, I guess just to throw in there, I feel like Sophia would like add on to this as well or agree with me in the sense that, um, you know, we talked about Saoirse, we talked about Florence Pugh, but Eliza and Emma, I feel like are, oh, no, no. no. Uh, I love them in that as well. Personally, I thought they were really great. Um, but I just, I didn't mention them before. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say, though, to maybe play devil's advocate to what Jake just said. I do think there's also something to be said for stories that are completely original versus like the majority of these are based on either historical events or remakes or based on other works Mm -hmm. of fiction. So I think there's something to be said for something like Parasite, which is 100% a completely new and original story. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, yeah, let's go down the line. Ford versus Ferrari, historic, like the Irishman's based on a real life events. Jojo Rabbit, kind of historic. Mm -hmm. Joker based on something else, Little Women. So I guess Marriage Story and if I'm just looking at the rest of the list, Marriage, Marriage Story and Parasite, I think are the most original, I guess, as well as 1917, mm-hmm. even though it's based on historical events. But I always yeah. tend to lean, I think, towards something that is completely new and mm-hmm. just came out of like someone's brain randomly. Definitely. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I did want to give one additional shout out. I don't know if it really <laughs> deserves to be in the best picture category but i absolutely loved knives out and think that it was just so fun and so witty and so smart and i thought the cast was fantastic and it was i don't know i just feel like it's something that was so i just didn't like had such a great time sitting Mm -hmm. in the theater and watching that movie and trying to figure it out and being taken through all these twists and turns and like I said, I'm not sure it really deserves the best picture nomination. It's just, I mean, it's up it there for screenplay, one, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. So, and if they if they had continued with this idea of like best popular Oscar, I feel like Knives Out would have. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a category, but right. if that was a category, let's put Knives Out in that category. It grossed in so more fun. money than um. Oh, I'm completely blanking. I should have made notes, <laughs> but it grossed more money than like one of the you know top films up there on the list. I, I, I just don't. think it was so in- in- inventive and so yeah, like. I feel like I haven't seen a movie like that in so long. Mm-hmm. I think we should all go around and say, like, if you had to put money down on, like, what you think is actually going to win, like, <sighs> place your bet on what you think will actually win. I'm interested to hear, like, not what you want to win, what you think voters are going to actually mm-hmm. vote for. Everybody's looking my, at me. <laughs> my, my bet says 1917. I agree. I think I, I agree. I think I would go with that, too. It's kind of more of a safe 
choice. Mm-hmm. I, I cause I am very torn over this because I love Jojo rabbit and you know, we had talked about surprise, like that would be one I could see them surprising with. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think between directing and picture of the year, it's going to be a toss-up between Parasite and 1917. Um, but I just thought sort of like what you were saying with, you know, Parasite and just like original films. The reason I love 1917 so much was because it took something like a story that could be told like one like standard way and just it the way it was told in the like it was just completely different than you know other war films that I've seen most of not all war films that I've seen and um yeah so that's all I have to say about that and if anybody you know else wants to chime in I just thought we could like give some shout outs for other categories the different like soundtracks for each film um 1917 was great that was Newman um I forget it was Rand was it Randy Thomas 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 Newman Randy did um marriage story am I saying these wrong I think so yeah they were both up there and like it threw me off um but I loved my boy Alexander Ugh. for um Little Women, Little Women again yeah beautiful. I listen I've been listening to that and um Thomas Newman for 1917 I've been listening to those a lot lately. I also really do think that um the score from Joker. Yes. I, my my prediction is that the one that that's what uh-huh. what'll win. I just think that music is. I re-listened to the soundtrack the other day. I think that music is so creepy. It and is like so eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously, Little Women is a bit lighter and like more <laughs> playful. Yeah. Um, and beautiful, but I just think the Joker score was so, again, just so. It different. was different. Yeah, different. Um, I think it was. I wished like uncut gems would have gone yeah more because yeah, they needed to read uncut yeah. gems was, was like really uns- like yeah, uncut gems was just like disturbing it was whereas almost, joker was just like that creepy unsettling that you're looking yeah. for to keep you yeah. like on the edge of your seat i thought uncut was really gems good. was like almost like psychedelic like yeah. a lot of weird it's, i mean even just thinking of the opening scene where they're like going through a gym i got nauseous i didn't tell surgery, you <laughs> like his like colonoscopy yeah. or something no the safters do some weird stuff that i'm not always mm-hmm. always with but yeah. But I do appreciate it nonetheless. Yeah. Anybody else had any shout outs? My only other shout out was for um, makeup and and hairstyling for Bombshell. Bombshell, yes. Um, Because, I mean, I think they did such an incredible job. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what I would have to, there's like kind of a list of movies that I feel like got snubbed that I loved this Mm -hmm. year. So. Honey Boy, that was yes. fantastic. I didn't see it. I wish I had. It's yeah, I wanted to so, so good. It was so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's 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 short and sweet. It, it and it, I think that it was so. It's so cool that Jia LaBeouf wrote it, mm-hmm. and it's so crazy. Like, because when you think about Disney Channel and seeing like even Steven stuff, you would never ever ever think Holes. this stuff was going on. Um, so it, it's it's crazy to see it and and to play your own father. You, you have like such a tumultuous relationship yeah. with this. Just must be so. Also, difficult. like a like an unsettling film as well. Like yes. I thought, like it was just creepy. At, yeah, the creepy ending at times. was was one of the best endings I've ever seen to a movie. I also love stuff oh. that's super bizarre and it, it mm-hmm. went there, but it wasn't like too far over the edge where it was like not enjoyable mm-hmm. for people who aren't used to, I guess more, some more art housey and, um, things. As you talk, I, I must look up the young boy who played him. His name is Noah Jupe, I think. Noah yeah. Jupe. 
Just because he really like his name deserved. No, he was fantastic. Yes, was, Noah Jupe. He was great, and he was in um, Ford versus Ford Ferrari versus too. A which quiet was... place. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, he was great. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I have the souvenir, which was uh, directed by Joanna Hogg, uh, who has the mother daughter duo Tilda Swinton and Honor <laughs> Swinton Byrne, and that movie's fantastic as well. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, Queen and Slim. Oh, I loved that movie. Um, <laughs> Dark Waters, uh, Uncut Gems. Yes, I meant to talk to you about Dark Waters because yeah. that's. I I get why it didn't receive. No, I get it too, but I really enjoyed. But it. But I really enjoyed it, and I love Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. And I um I was also at another Q and A for that, and I think you were as well. Yeah. Um, but Robert Billet, who um I probably didn't pronounce that last name right, but he was the, you know, lawyer that it was based yeah. around. And he came to the Q&A and just hearing him talk about it. And I just think it was a film that I wish it received more recognition mm-hmm. because people should know that people story. People know about Teflon. Yeah. And honestly, Mark Ruffalo, like, it was... I know it's similar to his role in Spotlight. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, he did... Because it's also sort of like a psychological thriller in many ways ways, um and i I just thought he was really great in that as well but it just didn't receive unfortunately a lot of yeah yeah i thought the story was fascinating but Mm -hmm. i thought the movie felt like it was 400 years long (laughs) like (laughs) a little too long for me yeah um yeah i really enjoy and i don't know if you felt the same way because like coming from I, i think i had mentioned this to you but coming from an area where you know, there's like pipelines put in a mile right. down. We, you remember the great gas leak. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, I think, you know, when you question the yeah, well, cleanliness I think of also, your water. I think, and I, I think my mom would be so mad that I'm saying this right now. Just like, I had no idea about this whole thing with Teflon. And I feel like a lot of younger people mm-hmm. don't know that like this yeah. material is a forever chemical and can cause many cancerous. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But yeah, I was just, I, I called her the next day. I was like, mom, I need to buy a new pan. Like, please help me. I don't yeah. want to buy nonstick yeah. Teflon. Uh, but yeah. And also I just do want to say, uh, give a shout out, I guess, to the documentary categories. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I've been working in documentary film for the last year now. And, um, it's my favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah. And, um, everyone always forgets about it. And the, Seriously, documentary filmmaking is like we owe a lot to it, and uh, mm-hmm. so everyone should watch all of the nominated movies. <laughs> I watched some of them. Yeah, like my favorite. I watched the documentary short, um, "How to Learning to Skate in a War Zone." If you're a girl, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the New York Times does a lot of um, uh, op docs where they have short docs you can watch on YouTube. Um, one mm-hmm. of them was nominated "Walk One Cha Cha." Um, and also the shorts programs. Uh, shorts are fantastic, and everyone should watch them. They're so short and <laughs> digestible yeah. for everyone to, wa- to watch. So, um, Just going back to Queen and Slim, I absolutely love that movie, and I thought it was one of my favorite parts about it was I felt like it was one of those movies that it felt... This is going to sound like it doesn't. it's not a good thing, but it felt like the longest movie... In the best way. Because yeah. I think it was very intentional. It was. Because it's all about a couple on the run. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's me- it's created and uh, shot in a way to make it just feel like their days are endless and that it's never going to stop. 
Um, and I, I just think it was such a, an interesting way to, to convey that on the screen. Cause I, I'm not sure I've, I can't remember another film. I really felt like, like this is going by so slowly but you're never bored by it. Yeah. Like, it's like the scenes are just really, really And it was long. also beautifully shot on, yeah. on film, and, and it, the colors are great. Yeah. yeah. Great soundtrack, too. Yes. Yeah, another score that I think was overlooked was, I have to go back to Us. <laughs> One of yes. my favorite movies yes. of the year. That score is Iconic. so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I just think that great film, great score, great acting. Agreed. Can't wait to see Jordan Peele, what he's got up his sleeve next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I just, you know, you were talking about documentaries before, and I did want to point out that I think uh, Aaron is doing some really impressive work. Um, You know, you are a film student and just you've, you know, we got to see a screening of one of your projects, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which I loved. Um, But I just think like, you know, what you're doing is really incredible. And uh, I guess as a filmmaker and as a woman in film, um, I don't know. Like, what are like what are your thoughts? I feel like you must feel so strongly about. You were talking before about female directors, and yeah, I mean, I guess I've been really lucky as far as like the opportunities that I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, like working for such a big company, and mm-hmm. I also like I had some issues there that that were really discouraging. But I, mm-hmm. everyone else there, I was encouraged, you know, to do something about and. And um, also then working here in New York, I've gotten some really incredible opportunities um, working in documentary and mm-hmm. and it's been really fruitful for me, which is yeah. funny because um, people are like, you don't find the money in documentary and, and it's not like I'm not, I'm not getting paid a lot of money either though. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I definitely do have to say though that I felt like I've had to work really hard to get them. Right. Like I definitely don't think it's been handed to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that that I've had to prove that I deserve to get the things that I have. And also, um, what I'm working with right now, um, I've just been treated like an equal this whole time. And I'm, I'm, That's great. I'm yeah. 20 years old. I'm yeah. <laughs> much junior in college, <laughs> and I'm a sound recorder on a feature documentary. and. <laughs> And it's and I pinch myself every time I think about it, and I'm just really grateful for the opportunities I've had. And and like I said, I've been really lucky that I've mm-hmm. been I'm working with the crew that that treats me as an equal and invites me to the dinners with the financiers and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. like it's it's really cool, but it is it is a little discouraging when you know like the people the person that I want to be like there we're not represented in the directing categories or sure stuff like that. So but. If anything, it just, you know, pushes you further <laughs> to make sure that it, yeah. like, doesn't keep happening. Well, and I guess to conclude, like, that's the thing, and that's why I'm really glad um, you all came here today. And I'm sad that um, Kirsten, as you remember, listeners, Kirsten Nolan was on a previous episode here, and she could not make it today. But I'm really glad all, you know, all three of you came because I think um, you each do very different things in the entertainment industry. But... I, I love I love going to you guys to get your opinions on films and I love when we agree on things but also when we disagree on things and you're each doing like really incredible work and I know you're all working hard like you all three of you are hustling so hard in this industry and um, 
I'm just, I'm very proud of you all. Thanks for having so, us. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this was so much fun. And um, yeah, thank you for coming. Until next time. Until next, yes. <laughs> Alrighty.